This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Uh, look out. <laughs> Somebody move this microphone. <laughs> it's driving me nuts. Look, at it. it's only me. It's only the Kimmer. Ah, what a start to your Monday. Look out. 303 with Pete Davis, sidekick producer, and Flounder at the controls. Look out here. Oh, the day I was <laughs> Stand by. Really, seriously, I got I to leave a little. No, no, no. It, it, it's wrong. I'll, I'll come in and fix it at the next break, but it should go the other this way. This one, I, I, I think it's backwards or something. I don't know. Here, I'll come in there and fix oh. it in a minute. <laughs> I don't know who Can you, if you're looking on YouTube, no studio in the history of the world has ever been designed like this. There's not another studio in America where you would have a thing of this thing of a microphone. It's just, there, there's no, I mean, there's no part. It's just. <laughs> anyway, it's all good. Uh, Kimber Pete and Flounder, boys, uh, weekend is over. Back at work again, and uh, we got a weird show ahead of us. We'll tell you about that in a second. First of all, Pete Davis in the mountains of Macon. Uh, what's going on? I, I hate this microphone. All right, there we go. Yeah. It's a little better there. Anyway, Pete, uh, how was your weekend, and uh, what's going on up there, sir? For, you know our motto, different yeah. year, different complaints. All right, sir. <laughs> oh, I see what he's doing here. Uh, Who's handling your microphone? Yeah, no, that's something else happened. Look here. at There's that! Some, something screwed up. They got yeah. See, that's it's now, it's now bending where it's not supposed to be. Now that won't work. It's got to go over this that's way. That's what she said. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> crap. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Flounder. We'll figure it out. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, so uh, so uh, weekend plans or any, any fun stuff? It was kind of a funny weekend. Cold, Just uh, right, basically rainy. watched a lot. Watched a lot of football, including the uh, FCS championship, which is very, very nice to have that done. Even though, I'd, wh why they do it on a Sunday in the middle of NFL's last regular season game? Why would you do a college championship game in the middle of that? Nobody's watching. Yeah. Well, I've got, in fact, we're going to do a lot of sports talk here. It's 305. Here's our number, 404-741-1230. First, I, I will, I'll get into the program ahead of us. First of all, Flounder, a weekend uh, happiness of goodness or uh, anything unusual or fun or uh, whatever? No, kind of like Pete said, the weather was bad, so a lot yeah. of football and then watched. Uh, me and Veronica watched. Uh, it was on Netflix. It's called uh, All the Light We Cannot See, and it's a book, I mm -hmm. guess, that won a Pulitzer Prize. And then they did a mini series about it. Well, and what's, what? What could that possibly be? Of all the light we cannot see. Uh, so it's during World War II, right when Germany starts to invade uh, France. Yeah. And cool. there's a kid who's an orphan who is an expert with radio equipment, uh -huh. and so he's at an orphanage, and the Germans take him so he can help with radio stuff, and he ends up listening to a blind girl who goes on the radio every night, and she's from France. Huh. And she is doing code to the ah. Americans just by doing radio like the and the underground. Yeah, yeah, cool. So. Excellent. Well, that's, and, and did you enjoy it? Was it yeah, a fun? Yeah, it was really day? good. Yeah, yeah, it was like a six-part uh, series on Netflix. So uh, Miss Veronica's kind of a highbrow, kind of an intellectual <laughs> kind of a... Because <laughs> she's hot in she every way, so, which is good. But the fact that she has, you know, she's uh, you know into the esoteric thing. Oh, so we just think. flipped around and saw it. So. <laughs> well, opposites attract. Well, know? there you are. <laughs> uh, 306 with the Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. Again, we love phone calls. Here's the number, 404-741-1230, 741-1230. All right, we got a billion things. 
things uh, in, t- in terms of, I got some personal stuff in terms of newsy things. We're going to do a lot of sports talk here coming up pretty quick. Are they still on at 4 o'clock, the Falcons news conference at 4 o'clock? Is that still correct? We don't know. Maybe. Uh, it's Maybe. on schedule, so, yeah. All right, well, here's the deal. We are, if, if, whenever they do it, we're going to go live at least for a while to kind of see what's going on, what they say, and we'll, we'll sort of cover it live and uh, see what happens. Okay, because because we're live radio and, and what the hell? Well, why not? And if it's boring, well, I, I can't. You know what are they going to say? And we don't know whether the coach is going to be there. And he was the first one to take it in the neck last night or yesterday. <laughs> you know, it didn't last long. Twelve oh one. Yeah, uh, bingo, bango, bongo. So uh, that's the ball game. Well, I feel bad. I mean, the man lost his job. So now is he going to get money? Is he still under contract? This was it, wasn't it? When last year? Dude, he's he's with the FedEx Empire. He he yeah. doesn't need money. Yeah. Come on. Anyway, whatever. Uh, so you know. We'll have a change, and now we'll be talking about coaches, stuff like that, and what to do and what they should be doing. And, and now also the Falcons have, I think, the number eight pick in the draft. Again. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, we, you know, we, well, our last two players, we got, a, we got a great running back. We got a great uh, a tight end. And now if we, you know, keep the pieces going, if we can maybe uh, well, generate something. That's a great running back and a great tight end if you use them. Yeah. But, you know, when you have a coach that won't even use them. Yeah, right. Well, that, and that's the key, obviously, is, to, is it, you know, the more key players you have, then you have, you have to have a strategy which takes advantage. Anyway, we've, we've talked about it. So anyway, we'll, we'll do a lot of sports talk. Also, I have a complaint about the freaking playoff games. And I, honestly, I don't know what to do about it. But I'm, I, and I'll bet I'm not alone. I'll bet I'm not the only. And it isn't just old farts. How is it possible that, that a network or that the NFL – could allow a network to determine where a playoff game is held and no, who no, is no. able to watch No, no, no. This has nothing to do with the network. The NFL decided to yeah. do this because the NFL will do whatever it wants to do and doesn't give a damn about the fans. Well, that's what I was saying. How, how could they possibly make this, deci- make this decision? Money! Yeah, yeah well... And that, and frankly, that's why I didn't. I realized, in fact, I realized two things, Pete. I realized la- uh, over the weekend, I actually did not watch either of the games Saturday or Sunday, NFL games Saturday or Sunday, which is where when, when you start getting at this time of year, you get NFL games on, on Saturdays as well as Sundays. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just honestly, I didn't watch a minute. I don't think I've either, I was doing stuff, but I didn't, I didn't say, oh, boy, I can't wait. There's an extra NFL game on today. You know what I mean? I just didn't, you know, I just don't have any interest. Maybe it's the <laughs> people, teams playing. Uh, but I, it just seems that they're, you know, I mean, how could they put it on a, on a <laughs> private pay-per-view well, thing? When you could watch it last weekend, you didn't. And this Saturday night, you're going to go, hey, the Kansas City Chiefs are playing in the playoffs. Yeah. And you're not oh, going to be able to watch I it. I won't be able to see it. No, no. Maybe I'll get me a weekend woman or something. She's got a place if I get my by, the, by Friday. Go visit her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, and also, um, oh, uh, oh, I've got kind of a uh, uh, holy crap of sports is coming up. Pete's a sports guest a little after five. And in that, I will try to remember a comment I made watching an old golf tournament. And think it might be, uh, uh, might be kind of a are. Let's see. Let's see. Hold on. We got a million things here. Some breaking news also about the latest uh, dump of the Jeffrey Epstein documents, including now some photographs. Oh, oh before I forget, uh, a couple of things, actually, before we get to the actual uh, newsy things. And by the way, I'm not going to play any of President White Trash's comments over the weekend at the January 6th stuff, or even today at the uh, at today. He, he bl- basically blamed Donald Trump for the church shooting. 
uh, where he's making his appearance today. I, I mean, it's just it's, it's it's unbelievable. The lies and the filth and the hatred, the division. This was supposed to be the president who brought everybody together. That he said those comments and it hid in his basement. Who's bringing us together? Bye bye. I can't talk to you now. And that's how he got himself elected. He's not the he's the most divisive president we've ever had. He followed perfectly in Puttitat steps. Barack Hussein Puttitat, the divider in chief, Ferguson, Missouri, the Boston professor. Uh, I mean, we can name them all. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's just appalling. And you're not going to hear it on my, I'm not going to play his comments because he's a disgraceful, lousy, stinking liar and, and a hate-filled hate monger. He once again used the phrase, the biggest thing in the problem in America is yeah. white supremacy. Yeah. And I figured out why he's doing that. He, in his mind, believes that every machination of American life should be handed over to people of color. That white people should have no power whatsoever. And it seems that everything he's doing is to assure that. Well, I think it's because, Pete, as we know, he was brought up as both a Puerto Rican and a black guy and went to black churches all his life. So I guess, I mean, what a despicable slime bag. He said it again. They played it on the Fox News at 3 o'clock where him saying the biggest problem in America today is white supremacy. Baloney! There's a bigger problem with tranny supremacy. They're doing more damage than so-called white supremacists. God, at least lately, uh, three twelve got him so late on the uh, we haven't even started the news stuff yet. Uh, boom, boom, let's see. Oh, Cindy Morgan passed away. Uh, Lacey Underall from uh, uh, she's visiting us uh, for the summer. Yes. <laughs> My niece. <laughs> <laughs> it's the kind of girl who has a certain zest for living. The last thing any of us needs right now is for any loose talk about her behavior. I swear I haven't said anything. Oh, good, good. <laughs> How about a fresca? <laughs> I can do the whole freaking movie. I swear uh, to God, Caddyshack, Cindy Morgan. She was the wrong girl for the for the uh, the role, but she was great in it. Wait, no, I, she was the wrong girl. She was. Uh, it, it was not the right part oh, for her. She uh, but, was but, perfect. But, yeah, man. She, yeah. I, it was great. It was great. Um, uh, but anyway, and she died at sixty nine, and I don't think we still know why. Do we? Uh, it didn't say natural cancer. causes. Well, They're saying natural causes. I don't know I'll be what darned. that means. Um, um, and also, oh, oh, there's a latest thing going around, and then we'll, we're going to do a cabong here founder also founders funnies coming up holy crap at sports pete's tweets uh we got uh, a whole bunch of things on uh last night's tv show oh my god uh coming up and taylor swift is in the new all the stuff but first if you haven't seen this it popped up on my phone the late that hitler movie where they where uh, people on social media change the dialogue to make it something uh, change, <laughs> the bunker my favorite yeah the, yeah that's it's a hitler movie where he's all ticked off with the staff and they're all afraid to say anything to him you know my fear and the die the my favorite dialogue was where he's ticked off in a motorcycle charity ride and he's, he gets a Honda instead of a Harley and he's all ticked off. Well, what popped up <laughs> in my phone is called Dementia Hitler and they use that movie and, and the soundtrack of the the written words of it are of um, uh, talking about his dementia and that Trump is leading in the polls and there's resistance by Generation X and it said, Mein Führer, the Supreme Court is going to hear the case of Trump. He goes nuts. I mean, it's called Dementia Hitler on Twitter, and it's freaking hysterical. I love those things. I wish I had the talent to do them because I'd play them all. Uh, 314, Kevin Pete and Flounder, 404-741-1230. Come on, get in the ballgame. It's Monday. We're talking sports and good stuff and politics and uh, the Golden Globes. And guess who they gave the first stand-up comedian award to and then got ticked off about? Uh-uh. 314, Kevin Pete and Flounder. Dun, 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 dun. 
I got to be honest with you here about this record. But it's something you know right now. I don't know anything about this. <laughs> Morgan Waller person. Wallen. Morgan Wallen. Well, there you go. I can't even say the man's name. Yeah, you used to talk about getting even further south. Somewhere where the summer lasted all year round. Boy, listen. Probably got a big old diamond on your hand right now. Maybe a baby or a couple by now. Long driveway to a big white house. Well, now I know it because I've heard this. I was thinking it was a rock and roll group. Isn't that stupid? Talk about down home country. Holy cow. I like it. I like the song. I don't know what the words are, but I like the music. Morgan Wallen on this day, 2021, released Dangerous, the double album with a hit Seven Summers. Peaked at number one, stayed there for 10 weeks. Longest run since Drake's Views in 2016. In March of 22, the album was the all-time record for the longest duration in the number one spot, 84 weeks and counting. Holy cow. It achieved the most weeks in the top 10 of Billboard 200 by a solo studio album, Morgan Wallen, Dangerous. Wow, I guess I haven't been listening to country music. In fact, I, I, I just realized I haven't, I don't even listen to music anymore. Almost almost never on the radio. Isn't that weird? I'm, I, yeah, well, that's not true. I listen to my own, uh, uh, a flounder puts together my music magic stick stuff. But anyway, uh, let's see, birthday list. Uh, uh, <laughs> I used to watch this guy. I thought he was kind of a smarmy little dweeby guy, but I, I, I appreciated his humor and his dryness and his um, uh, sense of was seemingly decency and his uh, intellect. Charles Osgood, 90 years old. I th- didn't he used to do the thing on Sunday mornings on CBS? Yeah. Had, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I remember. And, and the Osgood file. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, really, I, I don't really think of anything specific. Didn't he wear a little bow tie? <laughs> Yeah, he had a bow tie, and we used to play those at the old radio station. Howard Gunter always wanted to play the Osgood file, and I was the one that typed in the headline for it, the title, and my favorite one. He read you. Howard would read anything. If you read it, he'll say it. Yeah, (laughs) it's like Anchorman. Yes, it is. Is it a is it a black hole or just Uranus? (laughs) And he read it, and 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 here he he was he read it, and he's not looking at me, but he knows I'm looking at him and laughing through the window. And all he did is he just turned. uh, He didn't turn. He just put his finger up and flipped me off like this. Yeah, it's a little too late by that time. Charles Osgood, ninety years old. Good for him. And on this day in history, 1999, rapist, perjurer, and Democrat hero Bill Clinton goes on trial. It is impeachment for lying under oath. Later, they also added obstructing justice, witness tampering, abuse of power. But of course, even with Paula Jones and Monica Lewinsky, no way to find him guilty because, as you know, Republicans uh, don't have any balls. Well, let's see. what else. That's uh, Kimmer and Pete and Flout Hyde on 320-404-741-1230. Okay, again, Falcons are going to have a news conference around 4 o'clock, if they still do. Uh, we're going to cover it live, or at least parts of it. We'll go dip in and out. It'll be the announcing, well, we know that they've fired their coach. I assume they have not got a new one. They're going to have some kind of commitment. Now, they must have been thinking about this for a long time. They have, you know, 15 or 20 general managers or executives, so they must, yeah. have, they must have had some kind of plan in place over the last several weeks to say, okay, what happens if he gets oh, yeah. fired? So I'm sure. 
Now, do you have it's any, always the wrong plan? And again, we, but, we're going uh, to do, do politics here in just a second. But just real quickly, do you have any, any uh, Pete Davis, any favorites of your own that we'll talk about later after five o'clock or thoughts about uh, the president? Bill Parcell or anybody? Bill Parcells, he's yeah. like 100 years old. I know. You're thinking about oh, Bill I, Belichick. I mean, Bill uh, Belichick, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's the sad thing. Most of the odds makers are saying <laughs> that it's going to be Belichick. And if you think really? about it, Arthur Blank doesn't have many more coaching hi- hires to go. Yeah. He might want to try and grab a guy who has actually won Super Bowls. He's never hired a former coach. He's always hired new guys. Yeah. So this would be the first one. He may think, well, how can I go wrong with Belichick? But I will ask the question again. What has Belichick won without Tom Brady? <laughs> Tom Brady, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was a special case. Uh, and, well, was, I mean, who knows? Uh, maybe a number eight drafting position? Right. Something might happen. Or, I don't want him anywhere trade. near here. I don't want Belichick here. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Anyway, we'll talk more after 5 o'clock with Pete Dad. 322, Kimmer Pete and Flounder, 404-741-1230. Okay, and again, the Falcons are coming up. i got to organize my stuff here. Oh, oh we got a, brand, uh, a fairly new story. Went to, I got my iPad working here. <laughs> That's very cool. Uh, let's see, Falcons over here, iPad over here. There we go. All right, now, uh, more dumps from the Jeffrey Epstein case. We'll talk about the uh, the uh, Golden Globes shortly here as well. A lot of stuff on that today. Now, another, a new dump, and I'm just, uh, this is just coming down. The new Jeffrey Epstein file dump of this afternoon. There were a couple of them today, a morning one and then just recently. Photos of young girls on his private island are included in the latest dump. They show girls and young, well, young girls and women uh, in 2006, as well as his madam and accomplice, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, who's in prison for 20 years. The, the only person in prison for the Jeffrey Epstein scandalous worldwide trafficking of young girls case, the only person in prison is a girl. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Uh, the photos were part of a filing about accuser Sarah Ransom, who was not part of the proceedings but was in the inner workings of his massage network. Uh, they referred to Ghislaine Maxwell as Mama Bear. The photos unequivocally established her presence on the island. Uh, we already know that. Uh, let's see. A little da 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 da. Claimed all the girls who were taken to Epstein's private island uh, uh, were provided. Uh, were provided Victoria's Secret bikinis and nightwear. Some of Ransom's dep- this is the girl, a deposition had already been made public. Um, uh, Ghislaine claimed they were lying about their allegations. Da, da, da. Alan Dershowitz wants it all public because he has nothing to hide. Um, them, but, oh, now, here we go. After learning that this girl Ransom's deposition would be unsealed, uh, Dershowitz's lawyers asked the court to disclose a series of her emails that argued to show she's not credible. This is important. Uh, This girl has made unsubstantiated claims about former President Bill Clinton and Richard Branson. In statements that were later retracted, she claimed Clinton, Branson, and the British Prince Andrews, who settled a separate lawsuit with her, were all filmed having sex with her friend by Epstein himself filmed it. She said sex tapes were in fact filmed on each separate occasion by Jeffrey. Her emails are a necessary antidote to Ms. Ransom's deposition misstatements because they demonstrate she manifestly lacks credibility, according to Alan Dershowitz's lawyers. Uh, Let's see. She wrote, in in addition to accusations against Clinton and Branson, the emails described Hillary Rodham P. Stinky Fart Cabbage as that evil bitch and hurled more unsubstantiated sexual accusations at Donald Trump. Neither one of them has been uh, accused of wrongdoing in connection with the actual crimes. 
let's see. The, the, the spokesman for the Bransom Company uh, posted that uh, the girl invented the claims about sex tapes but did not mention the British billionaire by name. We confirm Sarah's claims are baseless and unfounded. Uh, Maxwell never reached a settlement. Uh, massage was a code word for sex. That's what they used to call it. Uh, it's a key word for sex. Uh, she witnessed Epstein having sex with a model turned pilot, Nadia Mankova, Masankova, on his plane. Oh, my God. She saw Jeffrey Epstein having sex with the pilot who was a model on his plane in plain view. She uh, liked to time with Epstein to a dungeon of sexual hell. She claimed Ghislaine Maxwell would bully girls who didn't comply with Epstein's sexual demands, and the traffickers broke their promise uh, to pay for her college education in New York. Uh, well, this is getting uh, freakier and freakier. Uh, it also now, here's another important, this important part of the story. Donald Trump is named in the latest documents. It's just kind of a, a re- re- reference there just a moment ago. Uh, this girl, Sarah Ransom, said uh, she was working with a Daily Mail columnist named Callahan. They worked for the Post. Uh, she re- uh, she said uh, she, in her claims that uh, Donald Trump and Bill Clinton and Richard Branson were having sex with girls Jeffrey supplied them with. And then she said a friend of hers has uh, slept with Bill Clinton and Richard Branson. And then she retracted all the claims, saying she wanted to walk away from it for fears of her family. Uh, in 2019, she admitted to inventing the tapes. Uh, no footage has ever been publicly uncovered. The FBI took pictures of evidence but didn't seize it when they liked the idiots because they wanted to help him get away with it, uh, probably in cahoots with the uh, Biden family. Uh, the ransom said the girl confided in me about her casual relationship with Donald Trump. Uh, she claims to have seen footage by her, fr- uh, I'm sorry, I've been sent footage by her friend showing her having sex with Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, and Bransom. Uh, she admitted she invented the tapes later on and confirmed uh, their uh, uh, claims are baseless and unfounded. Donald Trump hasn't responded to this latest filing, and that just, you know, came out today. Mr. Uh, she said, Mr. Trump definitely seemed to have a thing for this young girl and told me how he kept going on about how he liked a certain part of her anatomy uh, and liked doing certain things. And the court unsealed 17 exhibits today. The first one uh, was a, a list of Maxwell and everybody who worked for Epstein using a secret server to communicate called MindSpring, used by household staff. Also, Maxwell only provided discovery materials from some of her email accounts, so they're still apparently hiding, uh, uh, hiding stuff as well. Um, bum, bum, let's see. Uh, oh, man. Um... Anyway, there's more coming out about this. We'll, uh, we'll keep it close. Oh, by the way, speaking of that, and, and this kind of related to, <laughs> you know, the actor Mark Ruffalo, he's now come out as a real freaking screaming Trump-hating socialist. He's one of the guys who swears he's going to move into Canada with all the rest of his friends. Well, here's how bad, and, and this ties into AI, and it ties into the hate from the uh, uh, President uh, White Trash's family and the stuff he said over the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, and again today about white supremacy being America's biggest problem and dividing the country, calling all of us dangerous. Oh, hell, and we'll get about Jack Smith, the prosecutor, you know, saying that, uh, I guess, on January 20th, the next year, uh, after Trump wins the election, that we'll be able to kill all the Democrats, according to them. Anyway, here's what Mark Ruffalo has now been up to, this freaky far-left socialist actor, blinded with his hatred for Donald Trump and us MAGA supporters, even though we may not be Trump supporters, we're definitely MAGA supporters. He posted faked 
AI-generated images of Donald Trump with young girls and claimed he had been caught with pictures of young girls on, uh, on Epstein's Sodomy Island. When he got caught that they were fake, instead of admitting his mistake and failing to spend even a minute of due diligence, he blamed Elon Musk for allowing it to go on X. <laughs> it's, it's your fault. You allowed it to go on there. Instead of uh, you focused his hatred on Donald Trump rather than the actual issue of the victims of Jeffrey Epstein, uh, he used Trump headed to Epstein Island with two AI-generated photos of Donald Trump surrounded by little girls. And then he said, again, he posted the fake pictures of Trump with little girls on Epstein's island and then said in his commentary, gross, MAGA wants to paint everyone in these flights uh, as pedophiles except the one guy who smiles in a group of young girls all headed to Epstein's fantasy island with him. My bet is there are some decent Republicans left in America that may think this is going too far. Oh, my God. You dirty, filthy slime bag. I mean, th this, this degeneracy is, is as bad as it gets. I mean, honestly, I, I've never seen anything like this in my life. This is so much worse than, than during Watergate and the, and, you know, and the fake Ed Muskie papers to make him cry about his wife or mother or something. I mean, this is, this is way overboard <laughs> from those days. You know, remember the Donald Segretti and the, and the bad boys of the Nixon campaign? Wow, that's, you know, that's like Boy Scouts cutting a fart in church. Uh, 3.30, come repeat and flounder. Look out. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look out. 334, how's it going? It's only me, it's only the Kimmer with Pete Davis and Flounder at the controls. There's a number, 404-741-1230-1230. The David Bowie action there for you, Dan. Just never, and I could never get into it then. Sorry. Well, anyway, 2016 on this day, David Bowie released his 25th and final studio album, Black Star, coincided with his 69th birthday on this day and two days before he died. 2016 became, God, was it 2016 that David Bowie died? Is that eight years? Well, seven plus a, a weeks. But anyway, uh, 25 Drop It Down, uh, his first and only album to reach number one on the... Oh, this is amazing. Became his first, his 25th last album was the only one to reach number one in America. At the 59th Annual Grammys, the album won award for Best Alternative Music, Best Engineered Album, Best Recording Package, and the title single won Best Rock Performance and Best Rock Song. The album also awarded the British Album of the Year at the 2017 Awards. And this all happened today in 2016, David Bowie, on his birthday. Uh, quick other birthdays. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, did you ever watch uh, Eight is Enough, the TV show Joni? Joni Bradford, Eight is Enough, 77-year-old Lori Walters. <laughs> That's her. Eight is Enough. Who's a bald guy. And, and, in fact, his kid be, is a, a famous director. He does a lot of the, uh, I think, Breaking Bad movies and Fargo and stuff like that. Isn't that, isn't, I, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, let's see. On this day in history, 1958, Bobby Fischer won the first U.S. chess championship at age 14. It was the first of eight wins over the next nine years. Bobby Fischer on this day in 1958. And, man, what a... 
What a, by the way, there's a great movie about him, by the way, too. So I think Searching for Bobby Fisher or Seeking Bobby Fisher or something like that, I think. It's pretty cool. Uh, and uh, what a freak. Didn't he just die a couple of years ago in, like, in Iceland or something? Didn't he escape to Iceland, I believe? I think that's where he was hiding out. Anyway, uh, 336. We'll do more politics stuff here uh, in a moment. First of all, I want to do a little thing, some stuff about the Golden Globes. In fact, I, I, now, okay, for the record, Pete Davis, did you watch any of the Golden Globes uh, 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 last night? Was it last night? Last night. Zero percent. Zero percent. Flounder, how about you? And uh, Miss Veronica, maybe you watch any Golden Globes? Uh, negative. Negative, Tori. Okay. Well, again, now I deliberately, there wasn't much on last night, too, and I was uh, working for the show. Uh, was it last night or Saturday? Sunday nights, right? Sunday. It was last night, yeah. Uh, everything kind of long, runs together with the Kimmer. Uh, it was uh, Asian cheerleader weekend at the Kimmer's house, so I'm a little uh, <coughs> overtired. Um, uh, so I, I, I made it a point to watch the very beginning. Actually, I, I was DVRing. I, I just... I, we went back to it, but uh, to watch the beginning to see what it was like, if they were going to do anything stupid or whatever like they normally would. Uh, and sure enough, I, all of a sudden we get this this host, Joe Coy. I've never heard of him. Who? Who? I, I literally have never heard that, that name. or And what a face. It, it looked like he was, I, I, there was something wrong with his face. It was like he was—he was like sixty, trying to look twenty-two, or or it was something going on bad about his face or his hair, or uh, it was like like they glued on his. He's uh, bald. Is that, I, I I don't. I, and I, I've played him. I've played him on some of Flounder's funnies. Wow. I well, I I, I hope we laughed when you played him because the stuff last night was horrible. Did you hear any? Have you heard any playback? Of no, the, oh. I got the one, the Taylor Swift one. If we want to play that yeah, one, yeah. In fact, we'll, let's do it in a second because I'm going to talk about her. But some of the, I mean, honest to God, it was the worst opening I've ever seen in my life. Uh, he said he tried to make a joke about long time. He said, "I've had a long time question in front of me. Yes, sci- about Oppenheimer. The uh, movie Oppenheimer answered a long time question for me. Yes, scientists do get laid as long as they look like Cillian Murphy." <laughs> okay, <clears throat> that was about as funny the reaction as uh, uh, he had, uh, even the, the critics are saying painfully unfunny jokes, uh, just like, "Hey, Barbie's just about a plastic doll with big boobies." Woo woo. <clears throat> he wondered whether uh, some guy's fake unit was uh, uh, Bradley Cooper's fake nose for the movie Maestro. Um, let's see. The crowd didn't respell. Oh, this this killed me. I actually did watch this. I mean, it was li- cringeworthy, literally cringeworthy. And when the crowd wasn't responding, duh, he awkwardly drew attention to the very moment berating his own A-listers. He said, yo, I got the big gig here 10 days ago. Give me a break. You want a perfect monologue? Yo, shut up. I wrote some of those myself, and those are the ones you're going to laugh at. <laughs> Hold my, I, that, just like that. Well, it's no surprise. He got his uh, stardom from Chelsea Handler, so that's pretty oh, much... God. She's never been funny either, so... He blamed everybody else for the bad jokes? I mean, oh, my God. I mean, it was just horrible. Horrible. Uh, there's other lowlights. Uh, let's talk about Taylor Swift. In fact, uh, in fact, Flounder, if you would, let's get his comment on Taylor Swift. Uh, Taylor was uh, totally unimpressed. Uh, he Well, here's what he said as he uh, spotted Taylor Swift in the, in the crowd. Welcome back. And as you know, we came on after a football doubleheader. Uh, the big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL, on the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. I swear. There's just more to go to. Oh, the crowd goes Sorry wild. about that. Oh, jeez. 
I swear there's more to go to. The camera then panned to Taylor, remained straight-faced, taking a sip of her drink. Uh, personally, if Taylor Swift glared like that at me on national television, one guy said I'd walk right out of that place and leave the country. <laughs> and by the way, for the record, uh, Taylor Swift has said many times she doesn't know when she's on the big screen while she's at a, at a football game cheering on her boyfriend Travis Kelsey. She says, "I don't know what sweet they don't. I don't know how they even know where I am. There's a camera a half a mile away. I don't know when it's on. I don't know when they're looking at me. I just I'm just trying to hear to support my boyfriend." Uh, she cheered loudly as Emma Stone was awarded the Golden Globe for Best Performance by a Female Actor in a Motion Picture. And then Taylor was photographed taking a selfie with Bill Hader, the star of Barry, the uh, Contract Killer series. And she reunited with longtime friend Selena Gomez, uh, who wore a short red gown for the occasion. Her boyfriend, yeah. Uh, they, tried, they, yeah. The, the, they called her and Selena gossiping about uh, one of the Jenner girls. <laughs> was that what it was? Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Taylor. Oh, uh, somebody were saying about this guy trying to make a joke. A Taylor was uh, was a horrible joke. Uh, meaner comments were far crueler to how he talked about Robert De Niro. He said, "How'd you get to get your girl pregnant at age of 80? CGI." That got a big response, and, and De Niro replied by glaring at him. And uh, someone said she just ended the. And Taylor Swift just ended the guy's career with one glare. Another one said that Taylor Swift death glare was the nail in the coffin. I mean, I want him dead. Yeah. I want his family dead. And, and by the way, the the funniest moment for me. Was, or the most awkward moment for me was when uh, uh, Jim Gaffigan, the who I've never, he, he's the uh, uh, the pop up guy, right? The uh, uh, what's the uh, what's the pop up? The toaster, uh, the toaster pop up eating thing. It's a breakfast thing. You take it out of a pack, you throw it in a toaster, and it pops up. Uh, well, da da. What's the name of the damn? Pop tarts. Pop yeah. Uh, uh, but he does it. He does this jingle about it. Uh, and it is this whole whole campaign thing. I can't. I, I'm just floundering here terribly. Uh, but Jim Gaffigan to me has never been funny. Well, here's here's what happened. Uh, he uh, I made a special announcement, and then it was like uh, a total letdown when it came true. Flounder, can we uh, start off with his first comments, if uh, possible? Jim Gaffigan. The Golden Globes. I mean, I. I can't even believe I'm in the entertainment industry. I can't. I, you know, it's so unlikely. Oh, whoops, this is the I'm wrong one. Small... Hold on. That's all right. That's all right. You can play. You can keep playing. Yeah. I'm here to present an all-new category. All right? An all-new category. I am honored to present this award. Uh, Stand-up comedy is, is a brutal business. And thanks to Netflix, people get overpaid for it. <laughs> but the nominees for best performance in stand-up comedy on television. And the Golden Globe goes to Ricky Gervais. Oh. <laughs> okay. Ooh. How 
funny is that? Jim Gaffigan announces a brand new, they're all going nuts, a brand new category, stand-up comedian, finally gets its due at the Golden Globes after 81 years, and we're so proud to have this new category, and then they give it to the guy who bashed him and made fun of him over the Harvey or uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein business a couple of years, it was in 2020, I think we played the other day, and, and so they, they give the award to the guy who mocked them and made fun of them, and of course the audience said, screw you. I mean, the whole thing was a, a typical disaster. You know, they try to show, we're going to salute the stand-up comedians and give it to the guy who hates them and mocked them, and then they hate him as, in return. I mean, it figures. It just, whatever happened to the days of a family sitting around the TV and say, oh, look at all the beautiful gowns, and they're all the happy people, and just, you know, it was just entertainment. It was just, you know, go to the movies. It was just a little Hollywood, a little, it, was, it wasn't tarnished, it wasn't political, it wasn't, I mean, my God. It's just, does everything have to turn to crap? I mean, seriously. Why did they just hire a comedian host 10 days before the Golden Globes? Well, that's, what was up with that? Yeah, he said, I just got this gig 10 days ago. And, and apparently, um, let's see. Well, let me actually read one of the critics wrote this, if I can find it. Um, after much drama in the past, which resulted in the train wreck of the 2022 ceremony getting pulled from broadcast due to controversies around parent organization, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, the ceremony returned uh, to TV this year. Uh, and again, again, because of all, I mean, they just, they don't know what to do. I mean, and it's their own fault. I mean, you have what you have. You, you Here's what you got. Uh, and by the way, Gaffigan, his first comments, he was saying, he tried to be funny. Oh, I, I found just told me it was uh, uh, Hot Pockets. That's what it was. Uh, Jim Gaffigan does Hot Pockets. He does a whole campaign uh, comedy routine around Hot Pockets. Uh, for some, I, that's, I, that's all I remember about him. Um, anyway, just <laughs> sorry. <laughs> how, how dare you, sir, smirch the good name of Pop-Tarts I'm sure by you're... combining them well, with Hot Pockets. I, I, now, are those the one? Actually, I don't even know the Now, what are... In fact, I'm trying to remember Pop-tarts which Pop-Tarts are little pastries, little square pastries. Yeah, you put them in a toaster, right? Strawberry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, and, and what are Hot Pockets? Oh, Hot Pockets are more, are fatter. I, oh, that, I like got a burrito you. of I meat. Got, I yeah, got you. you can get like ones with like, oh, pizza that's right, with pepperoni that's right. and cheese that's in right, it or that's stuff right. like they're that. They're despicable. That's right. That's right. Yeah, they're and they're also hot. If if you heat them up in a microwave, they just burn. I mean, they just, they don't they don't taste like they're roasted. <laughs> that's why they're and, called hot pockets. Oh, yeah, but I mean, hot pockets. I, I, no, but it's if the you, name. But if you cook something, if you bake a pa- a pastry, <laughs> it tastes like a baked pastry. If you put those in the microwave or uh, something no. or other, it tastes like you're just gonna burn your face off. <laughs> They're not for eating. People don't realize this. They're not edible. You're supposed to heat them up and put them in your pockets to heat up your pants on a cold ah, day. Well, and see, I was totally misinformed. Uh, 346 with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. There, so you learn something every day. your day with live and local conservative talk with Tug, Rhino, and Carlos Medina on the Morning Extra. What has Trump said that was racist? Uh, because he called it the China virus. That's what we're running on. Well, then are you racist okay. if you say I'm ordering Chinese food? Yes, you have to be. Oh, okay. <laughs> May I have not. some food yeah. Yeah. that uh, derives uh, from an Asian... What do you want to order? I can't say <laughs> it. I can't say it. It's racist. The Morning Extra. Now every morning from 6 to 10 a.m. Only on Extra 106. 
You hear us talk a lot about the great products that Howard Brothers sells and supports, but the best thing about Howard Brothers is their people. They have folks who've been there for 10, 20, 30, even 40 years, and they wake up every morning excited to get to work to serve you. It's personal relationships that they build with their customers. You can't go to a big box store and be personally known like you are by the folks at Howard Brothers. It's nice to know that you are supporting a locally family-owned business that does so much for their employees and their community. Happy New Year from our friends at Howard Brothers. As we start 2024, Central Heating and Air Conditioning would like to thank everyone for trusting them with your heating and air conditioning and home performance needs by throwing the 27th annual Winter White Sale going on right now through the end of February. And you can save up to $2,000 with carrier rebates, the best in the business. At Central, you're guaranteed to get the best deals possible. And why is Central Heating and Air the best? Well, they're one of the few locally owned HVAC companies in Atlanta. With Central, you're not just a number, you're a member of the family. It's been that way since 1947, and it's still that way today. And Central Heating and Air Conditioning can fix what ails your house health and possibly your family's health with home ventilation and air quality products. Central has packages designed around health using variable speeds, fresh air ventilation, air cleaners, air purifiers, dehumidifiers, and more. Central Heating and Air's 27th annual Winter White Sale goes through the end of February. So check them out online at centralheat.com or call them at 770-GET-HEAT and turn to your Atlanta Carrier Experts. I think it's time to get rid of that old, ugly garage door. Get rid of it? All it needs is a quick repair. Where's my duct tape and WD-40? This is Dan Watkins with All Four Seasons Garage and Entry Doors. And let us be the ones to tell you if you need a repair or a replacement. If you have a wooden or uninsulated steel door, a replacement will always pay for itself with energy savings. But if your door is insulated and not very old, put down the duct tape and let us come out to service your door the right way. Head to allfourseasonsgarages.com or give us a call today. By the way, I forgot to... Oh, I thought she paused for a second. Sorry, Shirley Bassey. Here we go. He's the man. Hey, man. The man with a Midas touch. Yeah, one of the great themes, Goldfinger, 1964. Shirley Bassey. I was going to say, I forgot to mention, uh, Flounder pointed out, and I looked in the wrong sheet, when we were playing David Bowie, uh, was on his birthday. Uh, His real name is David Jones. And he changed it to avoid being confused with Davy Jones of the Monkees. True story. Anyway, David Jones. Uh, Shirley Bassey is 87. She sang the themes to three 007 movies. Goldfinger in 1964. Diamonds Are Forever in 1971. And Moonraker with a hideous... Uh, what was that? Roger Moore, was that his name? Or Roger something? Moonraker in 1979. Sean Connery was Bond in the first two. The other movie was Roger Moore. And the only thing good about that movie, or one of the ones that Roger Moore was in, where he had he was riding a horse at some stable for something, and it was one of the most beautiful horse, big, beautiful, black, monster, stallion-looking. Wow. Anyway, uh, really cool. Uh, that's Shirley Bassey, 87. Uh, happy birthday. Congratulations. On this day... In history, 1946, Elvis Presley turned 11. It's his birthday today. And he got his first guitar in 1946 when he was 11. Did did you know he was blonde and dyed his hair dark? Elvis? Yeah, I just found that out the other day. I don't believe that. Yeah, he because it, it was more of striking appearance in photos and on film when he had dark hair as opposed to blonde hair. Well, then there's got to be a baby picture of somebody, a blonde Elvis, when he was like five or seven years old or something, right? 
How could he not have any school know. pictures? I don't believe that. I can't believe it. That hair, that did not look like a dye job to me. I mean, I, I don't believe that. I think that's I think somebody's handing you a bit of a boppity. I just don't believe you. I'm, throw, I'm throwing the flag on that one. <laughs> 351. I, I'm looking it up right yeah. as we speak. All right. Actually, okay. Amazingly, Elvis was actually a natural blonde until his late teens. When his hair began to grow darker, but it wasn't natural, he would dye it a shade of brown called mink brown. And at one point, he used uh, black shoe polish because he. Uh, re- there's a photo of him, huh. blonde. Well, I'll be damned. Well, I, then I will. I will accept the. Uh, if it's photo, well, it could be AI, could be CGI, could be AI, could be uh, all those things, fake things, fake, fake. <laughs> Who knows? El- El- I got, got his first guitar at eleven in nineteen forty-six, and on this day in nineteen ninety-three. The Elvis Presley postage stamp for 29 cents was issued uh, near Graceland. The U.S. Postal Service held a vote in 1992. Fans chose the skinny Elvis over the fat Elvis by 800,000 to 200,000. So <laughs> that was good. Let me write this down here. We'll get those off the list. Um, and, um, oh, man, I was just going to tell you something else, and I forgot what it was. Oh, I hate doing that. Anyway, I'll, I'll figure it out later. Uh, we'll do, I'll do more uh, political stuff here in a second. One more quick thing on, on Taylor Swift. Uh, again, 352. Oh, by the way, Flounder has just now found out we may be going to the Falcons News Conference uh, shortly. Uh, they may be starting it at 355-ish. It's 352. Yeah, it says right now, from what I'm looking at, it's going to start in about six minutes. Okay. Uh, so we're going to ta- we're, we're go to it. Now, obviously not when they're introducing the crowd. And I'd like to thank my followers for all that. You know, you know, when we get to when they start talking, we'll, we'll switch to it, even if it's during the 4 o'clock news coming up here, uh, and see what they say, and we'll stay as long as we feel like it, and, uh, you know, we'll uh, keep you posted. Uh, now, a quick thing about Taylor Swift again. This is, uh, man, the poor girl. Honestly, I, I, I just, I, I, I don't like her politics and I never will, and I, you know, I'm not, she's not my type, you know, my type of, of, of like a sexually attracted type thing, so it has nothing to do with that, but I love the fact that I think she's finally allowing herself to be a girl uh, in, in the, the most womanly way, and I mean that with no uh, disrespect in, in any possible way. I'm just, I'm happy for her and him, and I hope it's a real thing, but here's what's going on now. She can't, she can't catch a break. Taylor Swift, now a, an object for the New York Times. Uh, there's an opinion piece on the New York Times which now suggests that Taylor Swift is actually a lesbian. The the opinion piece uh, has been looking at every move since her statements and things she's done, her clues about her hidden sexuality. The article generated massive backlash. One, just cancel my subscription. It's sexist and grossly inappropriate. Another, throwing ethics out the window early this year. Wow. This essay is a fireable offense. Poorly written, horribly invasive, objectionable in myriad ways. It is galling and weird that the New York Times would publish a speculative piece on someone's Gender identity. This is beneath the editorial standards of New York Times opinion. Do better. Another, I'm not a big fan of hers, but I'm totally disgusted by this and will be canceling my New York Times subscription tomorrow morning. Uh, Taylor Swift had an album she released in uh, her uh, re-released her album 1989. Her version of it in 2014 was originally came out. She said it was clear there's no such thing as casual dating, even having a male friend. They assume you're sleeping with them. So I swore off hanging with guys and flirting or dating could be used against me like a weapon. Uh, They claim to believe in liberating women, but consistently treat me with the harsh moral codes of Victorian era. She spent more time with her girl squad, her friend group of highly successful females. I assumed I could fix this to simply changing my behavior, but no. If I only hang out with female friends, people couldn't sensationalize that, could they? Oh, yes, I guess they could. 
Uh, she asked people to stop doing all that stuff, reading in her, uh, in her album cover. She's only dated men publicly, ignoring public statements by the singer, misrepresenting events, ignoring obvious answers. Uh, the op-ed written by Aunt, a girl named Anna Marks addressed Taylor Swift's latest relationship. This is just to me is cruel. Uh, Anna Marks, the girl at the New York Times. By the way, what, what's her claim to fame that I should care about her freaking opinion? I mean, seriously, who the hell is Anna Marks? And wh why should I believe anything you say? In fact, I don't anymore after this. She addressed Taylor Swift's relationship with Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey, questioning if the relationship is a romance for the ages, strategic brand partnership, performance art for entertainment's sake. I mean, you slimy little slime bag girl, Anna Marks. Yeah, I bet nobody's uh, making you go over the cliff every night and then wake up in the morning, too. I, yeah, they, I'll bet you probably, yeah. Uh, Jeez. <laughs> anyway, I mean, just, just nonsense. And, of course, Taylor's fans are going crazy. And I don't blame them. I mean, this is just horrible, just horrible. Uh, all right, we're waiting to see if we're, we're going to do a, a news conference with the Falcons. We're going to do it when they do it, may, maybe in a, a couple of minutes. Uh, first of all, uh, Pete Davis sent uh, over the weekend, of course, we, as you're, when you're in the news, radio business or news business, talk business you uh, you never you're always working so if you see something or hear something I, you know we all have notebooks in our cars and all over the house and stuff and over the weekend pete sent a story about lauren bobert <laughs> and the latest thing lauren bobert was that hot babe congresswoman uh, from colorado who was caught in the darkened theater uh, making out and fondling her uh, date and he was fondling her and it was i mean it was pretty risque i mean it was really cool it was it was unbelievable maybe i'll made my nipples hard as a rock reading about it anyway that was her claim to fame during what she thought was a darkened theater, but they obviously were singling her out to see if they could catch her at something. Lauren Bobert, the congresswoman. Anyway, she's that little hottie with glasses, a uh, little teeny little thing. Uh, and now uh, she's been in charge. Her husband has accused her of punching him in the nose. And so the police came to investigate. And I saw when Pete sent that story about Lauren Bober denies punching her ex-husband in the nose because he made lewd advances at her at a restaurant. And I said, oh, my God, I want this woman so bad. <laughs> I, mean, she, I mean, she just gets me, gets me all tingly, honest to God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what a, what a chick. I mean, I just, oh, man. <laughs> anyway, she, she was dining at this place called Miller's Claim in Silt. Colorado, I guess they're calling it now. Anyway, and she her, apparently her husband wanted to apologize after an earlier fight they had when she went to go pick up her kids at his house. They had a fight. He said, well, I want to apologize. So she said, well, let's do it at a public restaurant so you can't be a goofball about it. Uh, apparently, he started being disrespectful at the restaurant and got lewd. And then, according to the people who were there, made a motion toward his ex-wife to grab her. The uh, aide said it was, not an it was an aggressive mood, not a romantic move. He grabbed at her. She tried to keep him back by throwing her hands up on his face and apparently hit his nose. And so this guy, the husband, talk about a smarmy little pimp. Uh, she, uh, 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 Lauren Bober says, I'm consulting my lawyer about the false claims he made. He called the cops. The husband called the cops and said he was a victim of domestic violence. Uh, I mean, my God, there's an active investigation underway. Uh, they got married in 2005 while she was working at McDonald's at the age of 16. He was 22. 
and started dating her. After 20 years of marriage, they announced their divorce, uh, irreconcilable differences, and then she got caught in the theater and uh, with a Democrat, ironically. Anyway, uh, this, this girl turns me the hell on, I can tell you that. Uh, 3.59. Uh, do we have a word? Uh, we're going to keep you posted. when we, We'll go to the a break in the news, and then whenever they do the Falcons news conference, we'll go to it when, it, when they start yeah, talking. Well, I'm still waiting. So. Okay, no, well, again, it, we're, we're flexible. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do it when we do it. Uh, the social media mocking President White Trash after uh, the first lady who specializes in cuckoldry had to lead him off the stage like a little boy. Gee, let's vote for him again. Four o'clock, Falcons News Conference and the News coming up next with the Kimmer Pete and Flower Bear. Happy Monday. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. No, sorry. (laughs) Uh, 403. Ron DeSantis is uh, denying rumors he's going to drop out after the Iowa caucus, <laughs> which is coming up in a week. Uh, hello. Yeah, uh, oh, my goodness. Are we going? Is it uh, uh, news time? Yeah, this is Arthur Smith talking right now. All right, let's go. Arthur Smith. Arthur Blank. Arthur Blank. I'll hear his music. As, uh, your owner, um, it's very painful when you have to make a change like this. Um, there's a professional side of it and there's a personal side of it. So the personal side of it... Uh, with someone like Coach Smith, um, you know, similar to Mike Smith, similar to Dan Quinn, similar to, you know, other folks we've, we've had relationships with. Um, this is an extraordinary human being uh, coming from an extraordinary family. Um, a really great person, uh, great leader of men, uh, great family guy, uh, man of faith. Uh, man who's committed to the NFL, the man who's had a rich history in sports, uh, who's had many options in his life, but has chosen to um, pursue being a professional coach. Um, and he's had a great track record for, uh, uh, for a relatively long period of time, given given his age. Uh, so we have nothing but appreciation for Arthur and everything he brought to us and his efforts and, um, and his commitment by his family as well. Um, However, you know, at some point in time, um, we have to separate um, our personal respect, affection uh, for the head coach in this case um, versus results. And uh, there's no question that over the last three years, 
that our results have not been what um, I've committed to our franchise, which has been having championships and uh, being competitive um, at the highest possible levels that we can achieve. Um, we haven't done that for three years. There's lots of subplots, sub-stories, uh, which we could spend hours talking about, and most everybody in this room has either verbally expressed views on or written about, etc. So we could debate some of those things or discuss some of those things, but we are where we are. Um, search wow. is underway. Uh, it'll be uh, co-chaired, co-led by myself and Rich, who's our CEO oh, of the no. well, and obviously got a long story of history as a general manager and senior football person, not only for the Atlanta Falcons, but really for the National Football League as well. Uh, at the end of the day, I understand the final decision will be mine, but mine will be in collaboration with, uh, you know, with others. Well, we, as I said initially, we've kind of begun the process, if you will. It doesn't take long to get going. Um, so we're moving. Well, the assistant um, coaches at Westminster, they're checking clear out. On this, is that, Good record. Um, there is no timetable. The only timetable is to do this correctly, uh, take our time, be thoughtful, uh, do all the interviews, uh, be respectful, make sure we have a full, diverse uh, slate of candidates that we're considering uh, in every way, um, and um, give each and every one of them an opportunity to express their vision for our football team, for our franchise, uh, for the roster, and uh, where, where we are and where we expect to go. Um, how hard and, uh, is it to come up with a vision? Take as much time as we need to do that and do it correctly. Uh, so that means we, uh, and I think um, it's a good thing, as Rich, Rich and I have chatted about this more than once, and I serve on the DEI committee for the NFL and have been involved in a number of these changes. The NFL, by design, has kind of slowed the process down. There's multiple teams that are in playoffs now, that uh, there's different rules about when you can talk to each person, rules when they can talk to them on the way to the bathroom, on the way from the bathroom. I mean, it's like a million different rules. You have to pay a tremendous amount of attention to them. I'm making a joke of it, but it's they're very serious and very well thought out to be uh, to make sure the coaches um, are are respected, their teams are respected, and their efforts being where they are are fully respected as well. And to make sure that all candidates uh, getting a fair opportunity uh, to uh, to compete for these unique opportunities. So we will pay all attention to those rules. We did last time, 2001. I think our search process. That we went through with Coach Smith was um, widely saluted. Uh, What's the quota for how many black guys they have to interview? As to what they would like What's to see. What's the quota this year? It's like four do now. Well. You don't interview four um, black guys, you can find you. Factual reasons they got to find at least four black guys. Coach I think. Smith. Um, so no, we diversity will take our time inclusion. To do it as well. Uh, so. I am reminded as one uh, story. I still remember this with um, uh, Ambassador Rooney, uh, who's passed we away. We should get now. a training coach. Uh, Rooney's father, Dan Rooney, when we were doing a coach search 17 years ago. And he called me out of the blue and said, I just want you to feel, because we were way down the road and we hadn't selected a coach yet, and either had he. He said, you know, um, you just, you know, take your time, do this correctly. You're going to hear it. You can't hire coordinators. You can't hire position coaches. Hire a head coach immediately, et cetera, et cetera. And they had taken forever. And the guy they selected was Mike Tomlin. So Mike has been obviously been a very successful head coach for them for 17 years. But I still remember that. So I said this to Rich last night, and I would say it to myself. Everybody needs to breathe, including everybody in this room. And our fans need to as well. Uh, 
understand that um, we are all entitled to a good cry, uh, whether it be in a literal sense or emotionally. I get that. But um, nobody up here, uh, nobody connected to our organization uh, has anything else but a full commitment to uh, getting us to the next level, getting us to a championship level, getting us to where we have committed uh, to our fan base that we wanted to be, and that's having an extraordinarily competitive team. Uh, this so is we'll Arthur Smith who just joined us. Falcons no, it's not. Uh, it's Arthur Blank. Did I say Smith? Arthur Blank. I'm sorry. Uh, we yeah. have an incredible stadium. <laughs> we have thing. an incredible fan base. Uh, blank. That for the last couple of years have been voted uh, number one in fan experience like in the NFL in terms of the environment we've created. We want to make sure that uh, we thank the people in the stadium, but we mostly thank our fans who have brought that energy to the building, uh, despite results that have been something less than they wanted to see. Mostly the opposing teams. <laughs> But I yeah. salute them and, uh, and attribute a lot of that success to them. So uh, with that, let me flip it over to Rich, and then we'll take oh, as many oh, questions no, as right, should we go I have. Should we come back later? Um, yeah, that Rich McKay's got absolutely zero to say about it. Okay. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll come back. Uh, again, this could go on for a while. And, uh, and again, once they start asking questions, maybe. Yeah. Twiddle D, Twiddle Dumb. Arthur Blank, yeah, Arthur Blank. You know, Arthur Blank's very good at these press conferences, and he should be because he's been doing so many of them over the years. Yes, apparently, as, as, and walking the sidelines when we're about to lose when he comes out of the tunnel. And then you have this this walking mediocrity, Rich McKay, who's the epitome of, uh, I don't know why the man's still in the building. I mean, really, what accomplishment. His one job is to bring a Super Bowl-winning team to this city, yeah. and he hasn't done that. He couldn't even get the roof done on time, I and mean, he promised us that roof would be done on time, and it wasn't done on time. It was a disaster. They finally got it fixed. I, name me one accomplishment. He does a lot for the city. They all, they both do. But the whole thing about a football team is to win a damn Super Bowl. Don't talk about getting to one. You've been to two of them. That, that's not good enough anymore, and you blew both of them. Now you've got to win one, and this guy up there, this walking, sitting mediocrity, has no business being anywhere near a decision to bring because it's these are the same idiots that keep bringing in loser after loser after loser into this city all right let me ask you this and again uh, folks it's uh can repeat and flounder it's 411 we don't it's not all sports talk but this is important this is our city and this is our team uh what about uh bill belichick as a general manager but not a coach to, set, no, to say this is that. what we have to do. He no. wouldn't do that? He, he He's chasing a record. He's trying to think catch Shula. So that's right, yeah. probably the only reason he's still coaching in his 70s at this point. He'll want to he'll want to run the whole show probably. Yeah. That's his ego. And the last thing we need is a guy that's coming in here, and all he wants to do is win a few games to get a record. Point out to me when he won anywhere without Tom Brady. Everyone talks about he's the greatest of all time. Excuse me, well, but the greatest of all time won with more than you know. Vince Lombardi didn't yeah. just have Bart Starr; right. he had other quarterbacks as well. So I'm sorry that he's not. I, I think he's overrated. I th think he was great at the time. Plus, there was the cheating scandal that went on. Yeah. I think if you bring, I think Arthur Blank, if he hires Belichick, he's panicking, thinking I don't have many more coaching hires in me. I'm going to go with the guy that at least has some Super Bowls, so you can't criticize me. And I don't want him anywhere near Atlanta. Bill Belichick. Now, Harbaugh I would take, but Harbaugh's probably going to the Chargers. So that's yeah, oh, probably really? you think so? already. <laughs> he wants to be back in California. He don't want to be here. Yeah. By the way, he was my uh, favorite ex-wife, the one who did love me, uh, her next-door neighbor when they were in Chicago. Oh. And uh, she has uh, uh, frequently told me that he was a really nice guy. 
very nice man, great neighbor, uh, helpful, pleasant, charming, you know, shovel your driveway mm. kind of deal. Just a really nice guy. Flounder, I think he won the poll. Uh, <laughs> January 8th was when he started bringing up the ex. Uh, <laughs> well, I brought up the good one. <laughs> Doesn't that count for the, the change in the Kimmer? Talk about the happiness a woman I still would but kill you, for? D- didn't Einstein say the, epit- the epitome of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result? you got the same guys picking the c- I know. every time. I know, I know. Well, that's and he's why- got 1,400 ex-GMs up there as well, yeah. and he hired, he hired a general manager. You, you've got an African-American general manager that people respect, and he, he'll have some input, yeah. but he's not going to hire. Why isn't the GM hiring the coach? There you go. That's it. Should start at the top, and then he sh- and then Artie should stay out of it. Anyway, right. I mean, just you know, let him do his thing and get the hell off the sidelines. He should have never fight. He should have never. Okay, he yeah. screwed up from day one when he fired Dan Reeves yeah, and brought in right. Jim Moore Jr. We should have right. known right then all, that it was going to be a downhill slide. Yeah, because Dan Reeves didn't have the uh, the high strung personality kind of deal, even though he was a solid coach and a solid football guy. Anyway, we'll talk about it. Four fourteen. Can repeat and flounder. We got so much more coming up here. Well, this was a weird hit song, huh? By the Spice Girls. Uh, Kim Repeat and Flounder, 419. And on this day in 2000, 24 years ago, police foiled a $1.7 million kidnap plot to snatch Victoria Beckham and her baby son. The plot was uncovered after a tip-off to the cops. The gang had planned to kidnap the pair when husband David was away playing football, or their version of football, anyway. Yeah, that's a birthday list. Oh, uh, uh, the uh, Kim Jong-un is 42, the American Democrat role model, uh, by uh, holding back any kind of dissent in your country and not allowing people to have guns, don't allow your opponents to politically run against you. Kind of the hero of the American Democrat Party, leader of North Korea, loves cheese, and Dennis Rodman hates uh, Seth Rogen and James Franco, apparently. Uh, Kim Jong-un, 42, the Democrat hero, and the, celebrating his uh, birthday today, I'm sure, all over America. And uh, for the first time in 800 years, on this date in 1990, the Leaning Tower of Pisa was leaning a bit too much and had to be closed. First time in 800 years, the Leaning Tower of Pisa tilts 16 feet off perpendicular and uh, leans a little bit too much for a while, so they had to uh, shut it down for a while. Anyway, there you go. Uh, three, it's a 421. 421. How are we doing? Is that news conference still going on? Do we have any interest in going back there? No, I think it, 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 it well, Fox 5 dumped out of it, it looks okay. like. So. Okay, okay. Anyway, uh, they uh, fired our coach, and they fired uh, the other, was it the Cleveland? Uh, no, uh, uh, who else got fired? Washington, Washington fired theirs, yeah. too. Yeah, the Commanderos. Yeah. What is it? I, I can't remember what uh, nickname. Commanders. Commanders. Com- Comanches. Uh, Comanches. Washington Comanches. Yep, yep, yeah, that's... <laughs> That's what they are. The Comancheros. Well, a like a half Indian, half white guy uh, bandit, right? Aren't, aren't Comancheros kind of half breed type, uh, just bad guys? So we should call them See, the Washington Comancheros. 
Because then it links everything. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just sick of, I'm just sick of that. I mean, uh, from now on, you, you, you shouldn't be able to say the word uh, chief, Kansas City Chiefs. Or, uh, you know, I mean, any kind of, well, whatever. All right, let's do a little quickly politic uh, thing here for a second, Robert. <clears throat> Social media having fun after what happened. Uh, and again, I'm not playing his remarks from January 6th comments. Uh, President White Trash, the hate-filled divider of this country. Again, he's, uh, again, today, at the, uh, marking the anniversary, as though we should be marking this anniversary of uh, a church slaughter. And he said, the biggest problem in America is all you white supremacists, you know, you Trump supporters. Just, he's a hate-filled scumbag. I hate him. I hate what he's done to this country. He's a liar and a fraud and a phony. And if you needed any more evidence that he's freaking incompetent, after his comments this weekend, Dr. Jill, the cuckold queen, raced to lead him away by the hand from the podium like a little boy before he could go the wrong way or wonder where the hell am I? The video, if you haven't seen it, you've got to look for it. The first lady runs up on the stage as soon as the speech is ended, grabs his hand, and leads him back to the back of the stage where they disappear behind the American flags were on display. The official count captioned it, Jill, Ed D., doctor of education, uh, escorts Biden off stage following his remarks. But others are saying, oh, my God, she's walking him off like a child. Uh, another, uh, someone had to do it. Another, thank goodness that Jill Biden's here to lead him away. And then the Daily Mail said Jill Biden rushed to embrace zoned out Biden after he finished his speech and then went into a trance-like state on stage. Uh, another breaking arrangement. Uh, President Biden has been struggling to find his way off stage during recent remarks and previous remarks. The problem has now been solved. Uh, Biden accused of looking confused later when he landed in Delaware to spend the weekend with his family. They showed a clip of that one. When he, he, he's looking around perplexed for several moments, didn't know what to do when he got off the helicopter or where to go. Uh, the caption for the clip, after two weeks of vacation and a 32-minute speech, Biden's back in Delaware for a weekend respite. He was very confused upon landing. By the way, uh, this is the same guy who, in the anniversary of the January 6th uh, speech, made sure he pointed out that uh, about the 800 years total that all these people have been sent to prison for uh, and just lying about what a disaster this was. He also keeps talking about all the people killed as a result of the January 6th insurrection, neither of which uh, statement is true. It was not an insurrection, the only insurrection in the history of the world where nobody brought a gun except the cops who worked there. Not one weapon. And it was uh, FBI undercover agents anyway. Uh, it just it figures. And by the way, if you do a Google search, one of the guys involved who got uh, sent to prison, Brandon Strackham, remember this guy's name? He got sent to prison. He posted this over the weekend. If you Google search a January 6th defendant, the government's registry on all of us, the defendants, pops up with the exception of Ray Epps. If you go to the Justice Department website, search defendants, you'll find all the government's legally, uh, neatly and nearly compiled and organized dossiers on all of us defendants, but not a single search result for Ray Epps. Gee, isn't that funny? Ann Coulter, 
formerly respectable uh, right-wing commentator and author, uh, has apparently flipped over to the other side. Her ex-timeline, Twitter timeline, over the last 24 hours, quote, Ray Epps was never caught on camera telling people to go into the Capitol. And later, uh, okay, he was caught on camera telling people to go into the Capitol, but that was on January 5th, not January 6th. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, then later. Uh, okay, he was caught on camera telling people to go into the Capitol on January 6th, but he never entered a restricted area. <laughs> yeah, oh, and then later. Uh, oh, okay, he did enter a restricted area, but, uh, but he only did it to keep the peace. Yeah, yeah, that was it, yeah. And then later, the same 24 hours by the same Ann Coulter. Uh, okay, he admitted in the text to his nephew that he did orchestrate the entire event, but Trump is bad. Is that pretty much how it goes, Anne? And by the way, Vivek posted this. The truth is Ray Epps was caught on camera telling people to go into the Capitol building, placed on the FBI's most wanted list immediately after January 6th. He was placed on the most wanted list by the FBI, and then it was suddenly removed. Three years later, the government slaps Ray Epps with a single disorderly conduct and uh, basically probation. Uh, there you are. Those are some of the facts. that uh, uh, President Showers with daughter didn't bring up that stuff over the weekend, did he? And he kept talking about all the dead cops. <sighs> Unbelievable. Oh, ow, oh, oh, hold on. What did I find? 427, Flounder, what's going on in here, man? What do you got for us? Here we go. <laughs> Kids are the biggest source of joy you will ever have. Trouble is, they do tend to ruin every other source of joy you've ever had. I hear other parents say stuff like, I'd take a bullet for my child, you know, to, would you? <laughs> I'd take a bullet for my child, put it in a gun, and shoot her. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter's now 18, I can't believe it. So one of those teenagers wears tons of makeup, you know, she makes RuPaul look like a trucker. When the whole pandemic was kicking off, and I did what many people did here, which was to spend the next two years fairly drunk. <laughs> I need a drink. Oh, it's only half five. Better wait till six o'clock. All right, quarter to six, I'm opening the drink. Six o'clock, woof. All right, new plan. One more at 6.30, another one at seven, and then I will get up and make my daughter some breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> and who's that guy? That is Marcus Bergman. Marcus Bergman. There you go. Uh, 428 with a camera, Pete and Flounder. Uh, Pete Street's coming up. Uh, Holy crap, and sports coming up. We'll have the latest on the Falcons and their announcements today and so forth. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Also, uh, speaking of the January 6th thing, I put this on Facebook this morning in the Al Jazeera Constipation, the AJC. They ha printed a story that the uh, it says family of woman slain during Jan 6 riot sues U.S. government. The family of a woman who was fatally shot by a police officer during the riot at the Capitol sued the U.S. government, yeah, alleging wrongful death. It's about it's about a two inch story. That That's it. The two-inch story on the family finally suing the only person who died as a result of the January 6th mostly peaceful Ashley Babbitt day was Ashley Babbitt. The unarmed, peacefully protesting female, somebody's wife, an Air Force veteran, by the way, a, a veteran, murdered by a rogue cop who again has been in trouble for a misuse of his firearm more than once. And again, the Al Jazeera Constitution, after all the stuff that's been happening and all the coverage of President Slimebag and his cuckold queen wife, Dr. Jill, they have like a two-inch story on the January 6th, the only person who actually was murdered that day. And again, if, that had, if she had been a Democrat and if that had been an anti, 
a Trump protest and a cop shot a Democrat protesting uh, for their cause, it would have been another George Floyd. No question about it. Has anybody, has anybody, including Republicans, including uh, conservatives, including a right-wing talk show host, has anybody started a national movement for Ashley Babbitt? Nah, we don't do that kind of thing. We, uh, Democrats will burn down warehouses and have statues. The, the Democrats have statues to George Floyd. Statues to George Floyd. And they get two-inch coverage for Ashley Babbitt, murdered by a rogue cop and forgotten. Well, we haven't forgotten her. More coming up. 4.30. Flounder right here with uh, uh, 106.3. Here we go. Happy Monday. <laughs> a little disco or something here. I gotta go to the beat. Our girl is Madonna, right? A little Madonna. You can tell by the snap. 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 It's got a sharp sound. Is this uh, water? Uh, uh, I can't this remember. This is called Holiday. Holiday. That's what it was. Madonna, 1996. On this day, a Los Angeles court found Robert Hoskins guilty of five counts of stalking, assault, and making terrorist threats to Madonna. This guy Hoskins had twice scaled the walls of her estate and had threatened to slash her throat from ear to ear. Golly, I wouldn't really call him a fan. I, uh, jeez. Yeah, birthdays include, uh, oh, <laughs> I, in fact, I was thinking about trying to do this, Flounder, and, I, and I, I changed my mind. Bob Eubanks is 86 years old. Do you know who Bob Eubanks is, Flounder? You know that name? Oh, he's doing something. I'm What's sorry. that? Do you know who Bob Eubanks is? I heard the name. Uh, Bob Eubanks Game is, show host? Uh, yeah, he's 86 years old. He did the newlywed game. In the butt, Bob. Well, that was the thing. He, one of the questions was, <laughs> ladies, where is the most unusual place you and your husband have ever made love? <laughs> and he was uh, trying to get things like an airplane, a bathroom. You know. No, it was, uh, yeah, that was the other thing. <laughs> and it was actually, I've seen the video. I mean, I've actually seen, and, it, and, the, and the husband was going, oh, my God. Like, it was like a Spanish couple. I mean, they're Puerto Rican or Spanish or Mexican or something if i remember correctly and the and the girl said that and he went oh god oh my god (laughs) anyway bob eubanks is 86 (laughs) years old and will never ever live that down now he didn't do anything but uh there you go uh let's see a quick thing of history here now speaking of state of the union addresses coming and by the way our president's doing one here in the I, I guess a couple of weeks. Or then, I think they announced it. I forgot. I think it might be even in February. I think they're waiting to try to find something to uh, brag about. Unbelievable, except hating Donald Trump. On this day, 1953, President Harry Truman makes a State of the Union address with a bombshell of an announcement in 53. Harry Truman pledged three years earlier in the State of the Union address that he would develop a hydrogen bomb. Well, he announced on this State of the Union in 1953, they did it. It was in reaction to the Soviet Union developing their own atomic bomb. And again, for the record, uh, a hydrogen bomb is so much bigger that it uses an atomic bomb as the trigger. Okay? <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I mean, honestly, think, I, I, oh my God. I mean, uh, uh, that's just, you know, 
Enough to blow the world to smithereens, no question about it. Uh, let's see, hold on a second. We got some more political stuff here. But I also got my iPad working, huh? <laughs> and if you're just joining us again, reminder that Cindy Morgan has passed away. The actress Cindy Morgan, better known as Lysion Rawl uh, from the movie uh, Caddyshack, 69 years old. And the uh, Palm Beach guy, I used to live in Palm Beach County when I was retired down in Florida, uh, as does she. And apparently she had been on a trip, and Cindy Morgan uh, from Caddyshack, her roommate, called the cops after she got home from a holiday trip, knocked on Cindy's door where they lived and got no response. And then she told police, this is the roommate, told police that she smelled a strong odor coming from inside, called 911. She had last seen Cindy Morgan alive on December 19th, so we're talking weeks. The cops went in and found her, passed away in her room. No foul play is, 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 uh, expect, uh, is uh, suspected. Uh, died of natural causes, according to the coroner, at least so far. Right. Uh, famous for a role in Caddyshack. And Tron, with Tron, I never saw any of that stuff, but uh, anyway. Uh, 69 years old, well, doesn't say what happened. Yes, sir. Last last saw her on the 19th, huh? Yeah, December 19th. Okay, because on the 17th of December, Cindy Morgan tweeted this. All I want for Christmas is a safe place to live. I've got two weeks. Oh, my. With a, with a Christmas tree. Now, what we think she was, she was responding to what somebody else had written, another famous person who didn't, whose name has been taken away, yeah. uh, who said that she had been, like, swatted. Which, in case uh, her landlord called up this other woman and said, you got two weeks is the end of the month. Your agent contacted me and said you would be out and made arrangements for you to move. Ooh. And the person wrote back, I don't have an agent. That person is a fraud who got a hold of me because I'm famous. I'm sure you wouldn't know what it's like. People are always trying to take advantage. He has no paperwork, no right, and has been turned into the FBI. Jeez. So somebody messing with her, and then she died? Uh, oh, my God. I hope that... Or messing with the... It sounds like she was messing with a friend of hers or someone she knew, and Cindy was commenting on it. But how ironic yeah. that she would write that. Two weeks. And, and then two weeks later, they find her body. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I hope there's nothing untoward about it. Well, either way, it's a shame the woman's dead, 69 years old. Beautiful. Uh, beautiful one. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, I I say it again, I know you all agree with me. I don't think she was right for that part because she she just she didn't seem like the uh, sexy uh, kind of trampy girl. I, I just I didn't. Oh my buy God! It. Please, 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 uh, listeners, please, somebody call up <laughs> and educate this man. Well, she was too skinny was for one. For no, look. she was too skinny, and and there were two just, reasons she was. No, they, she didn't. She was perfect oh my for that God! Role. Well, see, there's I guess perky. Yeah. Well, there you are. Perky. Uh, You're the only ma- heterosexual man in America who did not find her attractive in that movie. Well, no, I, I mean, I, she was high. She was pretty, and but just you know, just she just didn't seem like the uh, like that kind of a uh, you know kind of a sexy uh, sexy kitten girl. Just just didn't, I just didn't buy it. Flounder, flounder. We need a Twitter poll. 
Right. <laughs> it's Lacey staying with us for the summer. <laughs> is Lacey Underwall attractive or not attractive? Well, of course she's a. That wasn't the point. I just said she was the wrong one for the role. I think she's obviously an attractive girl. And if you're asking me, would I be happy to, uh, you know, you know, be with her for some some kind? Of, absolutely, no question about it. She's uh, dead for God's sake. I know. Man. Let the woman live in peace. Uh, Four forty-two with a Kimber Pete and Flounder. Four zero four seven four one twelve thirty. I was going to do some more politics there, but I got. Oh, and, and by the way, just quickly again, President Scumbag, uh, White Trash, was again all weekend long talking about white supremacy, and his whole message is hating Donald Trump. If Donald Trump's elected, uh, the world's going to go to hell and be the end of our democracy. And again, Jack Smith, uh, the, uh, uh, Donald Trump has again today asked a court to rule whether or not he even has to go to court against Jack Smith in March. Also, Georgia is now joined by a whole bunch of other states to to work with the Supreme Court to keep him on the ballot in Colorado and about that case. So things are happening. There's a lot of a lot of kind of uh, underneath action happening with people getting together for these court cases. And again, Jack Smith, the prosecutor, the Trump hater, is the guy who said the danger. Again, talk about political. This is the guy who said uh, a couple of days ago that if Donald Trump wins the presidency, that on January 20th of his inauguration, he's going to say that we should the Republicans should start killing Democrats. So there you are. There's your new campaign thing. Hey, guess what? If we vote for Trump, we get to kill the Democrats next January 20th. Vote for Trump and you get to kill the Democrats. I like it. New slogan. Vote for Trump and you get to kill the Democrats. Because, as you know, we're all mass murderers. I'm sorry? Uh, I was answering the phone. I had the mic up. Oh, okay. <laughs> just like coughing. It's just like coughing. Bingo. And it's Swatoom. That's even more fun. Uh, well, let's, let's take Swatoom. It's 443. Swatoom. Happy Monday. You're on the radio, my friend. What's going on? <laughs> uh, are you there? Yes, sir. We're on the radio. Oh, this is Clayton. Uh, Clayton. Oh, Clayton. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, we, my bad. I thought you were Swatoon. I apologize. Uh, I beg your pardon. Clayton, you're on the radio. <laughs> what? I just I just wanted to say that Cindy Morgan uh, was you know very gorgeous, but I know what you mean. She was in the Bo Derek type, not particularly athletically built. Yeah. Uh, but but yes, uh, a beautiful woman and uh, you know perfect for the part. I thought, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. She's not the uh, gym, gymnast shaped girl. That's uh, you know that's more your type. Yeah. Well, again, she did. She didn't look. She just didn't look like the kind of girl be sitting in a bar trying to pick up guys. You know, she didn't have the body for it right. or the mannerisms to right. me. That's all. I mean, but she was hot and sexy, and obviously, you know. But but again, it just didn't seem like the role was uh, was right. And you know I'll tell you another thing. I, and I'll tell you another thing that upset me too. And Clayton, maybe you can agree with us or not. Uh, the little girl who played the waitress. Um, I she'd been bung. Bell's been rung more times than Elisa girl. Why did they give her a freaking Irish accent? She doesn't talk with an Irish accent. Well, first, what the hell was that? All, it was a Scottish ac- accent. Well, whatever. She was from Connecticut. Yeah, I know. I know, but but why did they have her the whole, I've been rubbed, Bell's been rung more than the Bell's of Tyree, or whatever the hell that was. I didn't, I mean, what, what was that all about? And she was hot. Uh, uh, you know, and the same way, uh, she was the same chick uh, that ended up in the shopping Animal cart House. in Animal House. That's yeah. right. She was hot there yeah. too. Right. 
Okay, that's who I thought you were talking about. Yeah, uh, that girl was a good actress. Yeah. Because she did play such different roles yeah. in those two movies and, and pulled it off great, I thought. But uh, I, wonder, I wonder why they... Yeah, they were they were Irish. They were Boston or whatever, yeah. supposedly, Ivy yeah. League kind of area, yeah. maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, she did have the Scottish accent. And maybe it wasn't... I don't know myself if that was a good accent or not, but I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, well, she was hot and she was cute. So, anyway, we, now we've, we've ended our uh, uh, a temporary discussion on cat. Caddyshack and, uh, and Cindy Morgan, who passed away. They <laughs> she owned it all at the age of 69. Quarter of five with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder here on 106.3. Happy Monday. How's it going? Yep, yep. Oh, there you go. Hold on one second. Nancy and A. Oh, this is what... This is like what Bill Murray was pretending to do singing in uh, one of his... God, what movie was it? Was it Caddyshack? I remember when Bill Murray was trying to pretend to be like a rock star. Anyway, this is Def Leppard uh, with Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. 4.48 is our time. On this day, 1991, Steve Clark, the guitarist with Def Leppard, was found dead at his Chelsea flat by his girlfriend after a night of very heavy boozing and prescription drug overdosing. The autopsy revealed that Steve Clark with Def Leppard had died from an overdose of codeine and had Valium, morphine, and a blood alcohol level of 0.3, which is 300% higher than it should be above the legal driving limit. And that was in 1991. In 2007, Clark was ranked number 11 on Classic Rock Magazine's 100 Wildest Guitar Heroes. I would not have known anything about that. Would you guys, would you guys agree with that? Steve Clark, well-known guitar hero, wild guy, Def Leppard? Um, Never heard of him. No. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he was well, part of that, I mean, Def Leppard was part of that kind of 80s glam yeah. rock, so that kind of yeah. crap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, but he had some chops. They have a couple good songs. Yeah, well, well, they, yeah, they did have a couple. I'll say that they, for a German band, they had a couple good songs. Yeah. Our birthday list includes Anthony Jordine, otherwise known as Little Anthony and the Imperials Jordine. He is 82 years old today. Wow, good for him. And on this day in history, the distress signal was established for the world. I'll bet you don't know what it was originally. The distress signal? Help! Ah, oh, sorry. Help! That's close. Very close. <clears throat> no, actually, the distress signal... <laughs> it's, it's a shame. It's, it's why Professor Backwards died, because he That's was in right. the ocean, and he kept yelling, Plah! Plah! It's just... Plah! was wrong in every way. Um, they just... <laughs> That's so stupid. That's, I, heard, I think I heard that silly joke when I was like 10 or something. Or no, whatever he You know died. who said it? Uh, you know who said it? No, I don't. Chevy Chase said it on Saturday Night yeah, Live probably. when he's doing the news. Probably. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> play, play. Uh, the distress signal originally was CQD, as in CQ danger or quick uh, come quick danger. CQD, but two years later... In 1906, they changed it to SOS because it was three dots, three dashes, three dots, easier to send. They, they also changed it because it was actually luring danger to the problem. It was like calling danger. Come here, danger. Hey, danger. Yeah. I don't think that was exactly the way they wanted it. Yeah. Uh, 451 with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. I've been mentioning, I'm kind of, actually kind of bragging about the fact that I said, I was one of the first guys to say that uh, Joe Showers with daughter, uh, the president of the crime family, is never going to run, going to be on the ticket for this uh, for a second term. 
My original thought was that they're going to shove him down the stairs or he's going to slip in the shower. I mean, something's going to happen because, oh, well, I really am up to campaigning. So, And then my thought originally was there's no way that they wanted Carmela's side piece, uh, Vice President Shiftless and Lazy, to be America's favorite side piece, uh, you know, cohort, uh, to be the, on the presidential ticket as the number one person on the presidential ticket for the Democrats. So I think what they're going to say, they're going to get rid of him, and then they're going to make it an open season and all let's get all the best all these democrats together and we'll get the best one for the party kind of deal instead of trying to lay it on uh, carmella well that was i think everybody's i, I don't think how many people agreeing with me although more and more are getting on the case now because of of the crime stuff and the uh, possible impeachment and so forth but jp morgan has weighed into this and they have a predictor named michael symbolist who has got a list of his top, uh, top 10 surprises for 2024, and it includes Joe Biden dropping out of the 2024 election after Super Tuesday, and he'll cite health reasons uh, as he faces dismal poll numbers. Uh, this guy predicts the 81-year-old will step down when the majority of states hold primary elections and caucuses. Uh, and he says president will cite health reasons as a reasoning behind him stepping down before passing the torch to a replacement named by the Democratic National Committee. In his prediction for J.P. Morgan, the guy, again, this is based on money stuff as much as anything, uh, what's going to happen for the country and what the business people will allow, frankly. Uh, he says Biden has much too low an approval rating for a president, 10% job creation since his inauguration, although that figures by the byproduct of his inauguration coinciding with a rollout of, uh, of China kill virus vaccines and reopening the economy. 37% trust Biden with the economy. And his bragging about Bidenomics is falling short, too. Two percent say the economy is excellent. Two percent. Trump's expanding his lead. Uh, as suffers, uh, by the way, uh, President Stupid, again, I just mentioned, it's been led, was led off the stage by his wife, uh, Vice President Cuckold Queen. Uh, he's uh, suffered a whole bunch of falls as commander-in-chief. He tumbled at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, Veterans Day. Uh, he had an Arlington National Honor Guard laying the wreath ceremony, had to take several steps in the wrong direction, looked around, didn't know what to do. They finally had to point to a spot to send him over there. I mean, this is unbelievable. And even J.P. Morgan is saying he's not going to make it. And by the way, have you heard the sound bites lately? Nancy Pelosi is going to go to hell when she dies because of her black heart. And also Ocasio Bangbangio Stupidio, AOC, they both over the weekend were doing interviews and both of them were addressing the migrant crisis and the border crisis. And both of them now, and now that uh, Mayorkas, by the way, that pimpy little smarmy little liar is finally for the first time in his, since the presidency, uh, the Department of Homeland Security guy is actually going to the border. <laughs> Gee, about time, don't you think? And he's just going to lie about it, that it's secure. They're all coming across. Right? How it's possible secure. Anyway, here's what now Nancy Botoxy and uh, Casio Bang Bangio Stupidio both have the same solution to the border crisis. Guess what it is? Amnesty. <laughs> Gee, why didn't anybody else think of that? Amnesty. I've got AOC. You want to listen to yeah, her? Here we go. Check this out. From all parts of the political spectrum, one of the biggest issues that we have when it comes to immigration is the fact that we have an undocumented population. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Now, you can fix that by trying to build a wall. Yes. Or you can fix that by trying to document people document. and create a path to citizenship. Mm -hmm. Yep. There you go. And, yes. um, 
Oh, they're loving that, boy. That might say, look at these systems, you know, that our shelter system has weight and things like that. But one of the reasons that our public systems experience weight is because people don't have a documented and reliable path Documents. to work Documents. and sustain themselves. Just like yes, all do. of our ancestors did and our and our grandparents and Yeah, uh-huh. There you go. No. No. Both of them. They, they didn't, our ancestors didn't crawl across the border illegally and get handed hotel vouchers and airplane tickets and bus tickets and health, free health care and free iPhones and all. None of our ancestors had that. So she can just suck my toes if she's going to pull that crap. Oh, and she... another thing, by the way, a, a congresswoman from New York State has pretty much said the, the quiet part out loud today. She came out and said, we need this amnesty. We need this because just for redistricting, in my district, uh, we need this, which means up the up the New York State, California, they're losing population, they're losing power in Congress. They need to replace those people who have left with more people that will vote Democrat. Again, we were all called conspiracy theorists anytime anybody said they're trying to change our culture. They're trying to let in all these Democrats, seven million Democrats to take over. And again, if this works and it's working, if they grant amnesty and allow these people to vote... Holy cow. They'll put 19 people on the U.S. Supreme Court. They'll pass House Resolution 1. They'll nationalize every single stinking election. They'll do everything they've wanted to try to accomplish. Uh, thank God they would, haven't been able to do all of it because we had a majority of like two in Congress, thank God, for the last election. But again, we'll, they'll never lose another election. They'll stack everything. They'll never lose again if they grant amnesty to these people. And by the way, this is where yeah. go ahead. The Republican Party should be taking these people that yeah. are coming over if they're going to do this to them and educating them. Say, look, look what look what the Democratic Party has done with the black race. They've destroyed their families. They put them in, in ghettos in cities where they yeah. have no good schools. Great society. They can't get yeah. good food. Yeah. There's crime. There's gangs and, and violence over and over. Look what they've done to them. Guess what? They're going to do the exact same thing to you if you keep voting for them. And again, uh, the, uh, what's happened with America, and this this sounds typical, even the younger generation, the Generation Z, these people are out of control. In, in New York City, in Yonkers, there was a high school basketball, girls basketball game against a Jewish private school called the Leffel School against the Roosevelt Public School, which I think is mostly black <laughs> students. And they had to call the game off early yeah. because the, uh, the kids from the public Roosevelt School kept shouting, I support Hamas, you blanking Jew. And uh, let's see, substantially more jabs than anyone has ever heard of before. Uh, they, uh, they were shouting, free Palestine, free Palestine. They were roughing them up. They were shoving them around the court, the Jewish players all over the court. And, fi and finally, uh, one of the kids who runs a student-run newspaper said, uh, we've never seen anything like this I'm, in my entire high school career, my career, my life. The hatred directed toward one of the teams. Uh, one, of the, one of the Jewish players walked off during a timeout, and the coaches had to confer. And then the Roosevelt players kept shouting anti-Jewish things at him. Uh, I mean, it's unbelievable. The coach got the coach of the Roosevelt team got fired, and one of the players got kicked off the team because the entire school district said we can't be putting up with this. But again, these are teenagers screaming, "You blanking Jew!" 
I, I, the last thing that this country ever had, growing, everybody growing up as a teenager was always liberal. I was liberal as a teenager. Your parents taught you to share. Oh, they had, they're poor people. They don't have as much as you. If you have extra, you should share with them. Oh, you know, don't, don't try to think you're special because you have more money than they. I mean, we were taught to try to, try to be humble and giving and nurturing and, and sensitive and to share with people. And now, my God, they're turning vicious and violent. I don't know what happened, but it's here. Five o'clock, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder <laughs> with so much more. Look out. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination? is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Together, ladies, left shoulder, run a blank, ready on your dog target. First part of the rear, road guards out. <laughs> Look out, it's only me, it's only the giver, don't be afraid. Marines don't die, we just go to hell and regroup. Uh, 503, almost 504, with the Kimmer Pete Davison Flounder at the controls. Happy Monday, how's it going? Everything's fine around here. I got a bunch of updated stories, plus a business about the Alaskan jet that had the big hole that kind of fell off that fake door they have. Oh my God. And by the way, we'll talk about some of the folks on the plane and what it was actually like. Uh, too, <laughs> among other things. And um, uh, Pete, it looked like you wanted to add something in there. Ask Airlines, you said you cannot fly that plane over water because we need to look at it. They knew. Yeah. Uh, you cut out there for a second. They, yeah, they, they had warned that three different times. Uh, they said, no, no, you can't fly that plane over an ocean. Make sure you because we don't we don't trust it. So they kept it flying. <laughs> now, wait a minute. If your plane is so dangerous that you're afraid to fly it over water, don't fly it at all. I mean, I, I mean, I can't believe that it's now negligent. I mean, I, I honestly, I can't believe it. They have the rules that are so lax that if a danger, a, a plane is so dangerous, you can't fly it over the ocean because you can't trust that it's going to fall out of the sky. Sky, why would you trust that it's not going to fall out of the sky over land? I mean, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I, I don't get that kind of logic. Well, you know? <laughs> well, it's like the comedian James Gregory says, I don't want a flotation device under my seat. I want a seat that bounces through cornfields. Yeah, like the stuff they make that flight recorder out of. And by the way, they can't find... Well, well let's talk about this now. We'll get the politics here in a second. And also the latest on the, the documents of the Jeffrey Epstein dump includes pictures. And we'll talk about that. And also a claim that Donald Trump was involved with girl, young girls, but then she took it back. So I don't we'll see. Anyway, 505. Uh, all right, on this Alaska Airline thing, it was banned from long-distance journeys over water. The warning light in the, about cabin pressure had flashed three different times on three different flights. And then all of a sudden, it's on a flight. The Boeing 737 MAX 9 left Portland, Oregon, bound for California. Uh, shortly after they took off, 16,000 feet, boom, the plug door or the door plug fell out. It's kind of a, it's a, it's a, spe- <laughs> well, it's a, it's not really a, a, a real thing. It's kind of a fake, uh, see, they describe it in here somewhere. I got to find my notes here. Uh, depressurize the cabin, the door. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, it says in here someplace. A door is a, a door that they need if they have extra places they need. Well, I'll get it here in a second, I promise you. Uh, let's see, let's see. Uh, people on the Herring Emergency Landing, people were saying their final goodbyes, texting and calling their loved ones. Uh, the part of the plane that fell out, the missing door plug, landed on a, a school teacher's uh, backyard uh, yesterday. <laughs> Can you imagine? Funny. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, the in-flight voice recorder data has been lost as well because it was not reset within a two-hour window after the emergency landing. The, the, the device is capable of recording up to 25 hours, but it has to be reset every two hours. Because it was not reset in time, it's unknown what was said or what was going on and, and, at the emergency. So they can't, the, that's, that's why you always have it. So you find out exactly what the last words were or what, what was going on in there. And it takes all it, it show it, it, it's what you say, what's going on, all the equipment and stuff and the dials and everything. Uh, the investigators have, quote, hailed the miracle that allowed the 171 passengers and crew to survive. Uh, well, what do you mean miracle? The guy landed the plane. Uh, the failure depressurized the cabin, the force of the air rushing in, ripping the shirt off a little boy. His mom was seen grabbing and holding on to him. Passengers watched as their phones were sucked out the hole into the night sky. Toys, phones, clothes sucked into the atmosphere through the gaping hole. Thank God nobody was sitting in the two seats right next to the now missing door. Flyers looking through the giant hole left the missing piece of the plane with the twinkling lights of Portland below. Passengers heard a really loud boom, and then a deathly silence fell over the cabin as the plane made their emergency landing 40 minutes later. One girl said to her family uh, family in a text, I don't want to die. The masks are down. I'm so scared right now. Please pray for me. Please, I don't want to die. The masks dropped. People are screaming. People are screaming. Well, the people next to her calmed her down, so she thanked them for it. Uh, the cabin was overheard. Uh, the captain overheard saying, "We need a divert. We're declared an emergency. Depressurized." Uh, the back of the seat of the 26A directly next to that door that had been ripped off was completely gone. The headrests on other seats were torn off. Pieces of clothing were scattered all over the area. Uh, the uh, one woman said, "If the door had attached, if the door had attached." Okay, let me start again. Sorry. 
<laughs> One of the actual, like, Stuart Eye people said, if the door had detached from the aircraft before it reached cruising altitude, when the passengers are allowed to take off their seatbelts, the outcome would have been much worse. They would have been sucked out of the hole along with their cell phones and their clothes. One guy named Nick was 33 years old, uh, said he was sitting a few rows in the piece. Just uh, He was sitting on his left side where the piece came flying off, and this misty cloud whooshed past him and hit him in the face. Uh, he said there were people much closer than I who lost all their AirPods, came pulling right out of their ears. The plug door is used as an emergency exit when the plane is configured to take more passengers. But when it's not made to take more passengers, it's sealed up and invisible from the inside in the configuration used by Alaska Airlines. Oxygen comes down uh, over 12,000 feet to prevent hypoxia, which is starvation in the brain, got dizzy and lost the conscious stuff. Anyway, uh, again, this big hole, uh, thank God they weren't all roaming around and they would have been sucked out of the plane like a goldfinger. 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 She'll put the gunshot and sing, zang, boom. Uh, Oh, my God, 510, 510. News, news, news. There's some uh, really horrible photos on uh, the Twitter right now. A Fort Worth hotel has exploded. Ooh. They said there's at least 10 injuries. If you can see the photos, it looks like a. they're claiming it's a gas explosion right now, and there's debris out in the street and everything. But it's Fort Worth, Texas. Massive explosion at the Sandman Signature Hotel. Wow. And it looks like it's like uh, the first floor because it's stuff blown out into the streets. looks like the whole front of it has blown out into the street there. So they're saying that at least 10 people injured right now. Wow. Uh, it's like a gas explosion. It's an explosion, not fire. It wasn't like just a fire. It was an explosion, they're saying, particularly. Huh? Right. Specifically? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, 511 here with the Kim Repeat and Flounder. The latest on, uh, just the latest update on the Jeffrey Epstein releases. So the new court records released again, 17 documents, 200 released uh, since Wednesday. Defamation suit against his companion, dum da da dum. Jiswell Maxwell sending 20 years in prison, trafficking young women. Uh, the documents unsealed today, including several photographs produced by a girl named Sarah Ransom, who filed a lawsuit against uh, Epstein and Maxwell as being conspirators to traffic her as a sex object. She was deposed and showed dozens of photographs, including Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell, and other young women on Epstein's island roaming around young girls. Uh, She said some of the pictures were taken by a French model and scout and associate of Epstein and were given uh, by him, uh, to her by him. Uh, Let's see, one of the girls in the pictures killed herself. I'm sorry, one of the guys uh, killed himself awaiting trial. Oh, I'm sorry, it says Brunei. Who the hell's Brunei? Uh, Ransom testified some of the uh, pictures were taken by Jean-Luc Brunel, a French model scout and a a model scout and associate of Epstein given to her by him. Brunel died by suicide in his prison cell last year, waiting a trial on charges of rape of underage girls and sexual harassment, a crime in France. He maintained he was innocent. But one of the guys taking pictures killed himself before he went to trial. Uh, wow. And some of the messages, uh, this girl ransom made allegations that implicated Bill Clinton and Donald Trump and Prince Andrew and Richard Branson. 
from Branson, Missouri fame. And then she says, oh, it's not true. I made it up. I don't want to get into this. I, my family's afraid and that, that. So she says, oh, it's not real and stuff. So I don't know. I pass along the information knowing now that she took it back in 2019 said, no, I made that's not true. I don't have those tapes, and I didn't see it after all. So we'll see. Mm. Uh, 513, a lot of sports news coming up, including the latest today on the Falcons with Holy Crap at Sports and Pete Davis. And the rocket going into space, the remains of George Washington, John Kennedy, and half the cast of Star Trek remains in space. George Washington and Jack Kennedy coming up with a Kimber Pete Flounder 513. Sports next. <laughs> Yeah, oh, look at here we go. Uh, 516. <laughs> 516. We have an update on the uh, rocket thing. I think they postponed it or had a medical thing. They're talking about that stuff there. Uh, and also the latest on Taylor Swift and the Golden Gold. But first, oh boy, holy crap, it's sports with P. Davis. This is the end. <laughs> Beautiful friend. <laughs> oh. You know how many times I <laughs> played this end. song at the end of a Falcons coach's tenure? Yeah, well, here we go again. I've lost count. <laughs> this is the end indeed. Yeah. The axe fell one minute after midnight this morning. A little <laughs> author on Arthur Violence. Falcons owner Arthur Blank fired head coach Arthur Smith after three seasons of not even achieving mediocrity. Well, that's the good news. The bad news. Guess who will choose the next head coach? Oh, no. That's right. Yeah. The same incompetent pair that have been blowing this decision since Jim Mora Jr. Arthur Blank and his trusty wow. sidekick, Rich, that damn roof will be ready day one. McKay are the guys for the job. The suits never get fired in Flowery Branch. They're like mold. They're always there, and they start <laughs> to stink after a while. Anyway, poor GM Terry Fontenot must see the writing on the wall. Why hire a general manager only to push him aside when it comes to the big jobs? They're not going to let him pick his own G his own coach. In fact, here's the Falcons press release verbatim. The search for a new head coach of the Falcons will begin immediately. It will be led by Blank and McKay, with input from Falcons general manager Terry Fontenot and several other appropriate members of Blank's Atlanta Falcons and AMB Sports and Entertainment Organizations. Input. They're getting input. Oh, that's nice. Input. That's so much nicer. And several others. Yeah, other. Well, a lot yeah. of people. You don't get input there, you know. <laughs> In other words, it's a meeting of the Politburo. Yeah. They're basically Brezhnev and Khrushchev. They're all lining up to pick out who's going to be the next guy. Uh, by the way, look that one up, kids, Politburo. Yes. But I, for one, I am looking on the bright side about this group hmm? that has been tasked to find a new coach. Okay. I have nothing but confidence in very little of that. <laughs> Some experts say Bill Belichick is number one on Blank's list. Please, God, no. Remind me again how many times old Billy Boy has won without Tom Brady. That would be zero. Uh, this would make sense, though. Arthur Blank does not have many more hires. Why not try and get a Super Bowl winner on a short-term lease and go for broke here? Why do you? Th I, I can see him go making a push for Belichick. Well, but Washington wants him, too. Oh, I'll bet you there's more than one. I, I, but, but again, well, when you get done with this, I'm going to ask about the key to it. And the key to it all is the quarterback. And nothing's going to happen unless we get a, a quarterback who's going to bring us to the next level, period. Now, Bel if Belichick can figure out a way to get us one, you know, with his, you know, because he, uh, I, you know, uh, anyway, I don't want to jump your me. thing there. But, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, Belichick is the guy who drafted Mac Jones in the first round. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> as the replacement for yeah, Tom well, Brady. There you go. 
Okay. Uh, how about this name? Yeah. There's several young coordinators being bandied about. This Ben Johnson guy at Houston and everything. He's kind of young, not not very experienced. But how about this? Yeah. Bear with me here. All right. Deion Sanders. As head coach? Yeah. He's tanned, he's rested, he's ready to lose. <laughs> I'm very funny. <laughs> Jolly Joker. <laughs> you bet you're Just for a second. Yeah, I'm on that train right now. <laughs> That's why I said Just uh, for, a for coach is right. <laughs> oh mercy. Well, uh, who knows? At one yeah. point uh, yesterday the Falcons and Saints were tied at fourteen all in New Orleans. The Saints outscored the Falcons 34-3 to after that. Not only that, but on the last play of the game and up 24 points, the Saints pretended to take a knee at the goal line only to hand off the ball and score another touchdown. Yeah. Saints head coach Dennis Allen claimed that quarterback Jameis Winston and the other 10 players on offense went rogue. It was a chicken guano move by a supposedly professional franchise. But, hey, what's the use of being from New Orleans if you can't act like you're from New Orleans? Jameis not only disrespected the Falcons, he dissed his own coach. That maneuver could have gotten somebody hurt. And former head coach Arthur Smith confronted Allen at midfield after the game with a few F-bombs and refused to shake his hand. So I got to cheer Arthur Smith for once in three years. I stood up and gave him a standing ovation from my couch for saying that was a chicken blank thing. Well, I'll tell you, I I don't watch much pro football anymore. I go to I I, I go to red zone and watch uh, uh, touchdowns and stuff, red zone stuff like that. But I did watch, I did switch back and forth a little bit to the Falcons, and I happened to see that meeting at midfield. And I wrote my one note about uh, about sports here. I wrote for Pete Davis's Art Smith last words with a big exclamation stuff. And I, <laughs> and I I mean I don't I mean that was just so. And again, you can hurt somebody. Could get hurt, you, could, you know, even spraining yeah. an ankle or a, you know, a, a breaking a wrist or I mean, pushing. A, I mean, it just you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's unbelievable. You don't do that. And again, like you said, they they said it was a team decision to overrule the coach to go ahead and do it. And that's just there's no. I, I, that's just I, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Okay. If you've ever stood on the sidelines of an NFL game, if you've never been down there and see every play, how hard they hit each other yeah. at the line of scrimmage. It's a car it's wreck. Like, it's sumo wrestlers yeah. basically banging into each other at high speeds. To have half of the squad on the field not think it's a real play, you yeah. could really, really yeah. hurt some people on doing that. I, I understand if it's the middle of the game and the game's still on the line, but not at the end like that. Yeah. And of course, it's Jameis Winston. What do you expect from him? He's perfect for New Orleans, that whole town. Yeah, there's a reason they hate us. They're so jealous of the success Atlanta has had. That place is just a cesspool. Yeah, That's it just is. my opinion. We as, welcome As a city. It. As a city, it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Arthur Smith was 21-30 and 30 in three full seasons, by the way. Tony on Facebook said, I sure hope most of these Falcons go into the transfer portal. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make some real money. <laughs> I, I don't think it's the players' fault. I think they were bad play calling. I think it was a bad scheme. I think he did. He drafted three straight offensive uh, guys in the first round and then st- stopped using some. Hardly used Drake London that first year. Yeah. Uh, barely used Kyle Pitts the last year. Yeah. Didn't use Bajon Robinson at the beginning of this year. What the hell are you doing? He was using John U. Smith, the tight end, yeah. not even your best tight end. Yeah. To run the ball as a running back. Yeah. It was, I mean, it there, were quarter, there were quarters when uh, when, when uh, Bichon had like three carries. I, I mean, how do you explain that? You can't get momentum going mm-hmm. in, a, in a ball game with having your star running back get three carries. 
And by the way, I, I, I mentioned that I, you know, I, I don't, I wasn't, I wasn't watching a lot of the ball game. I was tuning in and out. I, in fact, when you mentioned, I did see the point. I tuned in and remember seeing, oh my God, it's fourteen to fourteen. They have a chance to maybe pull this out. I swear to God, I'm not making this up, Pete. And next time I tuned into the game, it was like thirty-seven to fourteen. I thought, what, what the hell happened? Or like forty-two. I thought, oh my God, what hell happened in like four minutes? I, I mean, it's unbelievable. Jeez. <laughs> what happened was you tuned in. You black oh, cat. see, there you go. I'll never watch you're again. Worse than, <laughs> you're worse than Arthur. I really couldn't play 14 anyway. to 14. It was like 39 to 40 or something. I said, holy criminy. Oh, well. Uh, you know, it was interesting because the first time we, we heard about Arthur Blank was in New Orleans when all of a sudden they called a surprise press conference and in, in he walks and they announced they've sold the Falcons. It was like, what? Yeah. And Dan Reeves had a look on his face like, oh, crap. Yeah. You know, what's going on here? So it's, you know, it's ironic that, you know, this all will happen down in New Orleans, yeah. the final game of Arthur Smith. Yeah. Falcons have the eighth pick in the draft again. If they want a great young quarterback, they're going to have to trade up. A lot of people talk about Michael Penix Jr., who is really exciting, but he's got injury problems in the past. Uh, he's kind of fragile. When in, I'd be kind of mm. afraid to take him in the NFL, but he'd be better than what we got. Well, so. Our trade, he, and maybe someone who's got a is there a, is there a good tradable quarterback that we could trade up for and no, swap our pick? No, to get somebody already. See, playing. that's the. No, that's a scary thing about bringing a Kirk Cousins in here or a Russell Wilson. There will be nobody in that stadium next year if they do that. Because Kirk Cousins will win you 10 or 11 games, and you'll bow out in the first round like he always does. He's not a winner. That's yeah. just my – he's a nice guy. Yeah. He's not a winner. NFL playoffs start Saturday. Spoiler alert, no Falcons will be involved. Oh, goodness. And, and no one else will be able to watch it either. So you, it'll be, there's no game well, this Saturday. There's no playoff game, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so you might as well do something else because, you know, I'm just going to hit some balls, man. I'm going to be at the stable, <laughs> maybe see what Flounder and Peter are doing, you know, take a little drive up in the mountains and relax. There's no ball game to watch, no playoff game. Why would you have a playoff game on a Saturday playoff game and not have everybody watch? I, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Pete. You were, you were saying <laughs> – in the NFL's arrogance, they know nothing they do outside of burning a giant U.S. flag on the 50-yard line before the Super Bowl while force-feeding Bud Light to orphans will make you tune out. So knowing that, they're placing one wild-card game on the Peacock Network. Not the NBC <laughs> Network, but the NBC Little Brother Network, Peacock. Now, I happen to be one of the 14 people with the Peacock <laughs> Network, so I don't care. Yeah, right. I'm watching. The only reason I got it because that Jesus series, The Chosen, is on there, and I've been watching that, which I highly recommend, by the way. Uh, but now, Pe how many subscribers does Peacock have? What do you think? I, it's, a, it's a national thing or worldwide thing, right? Yeah. So it's got to be millions. Oh, yeah. It's got to be 80 million, oh. I'll say. 40 million. 40 uh, lower. million. Lower. 2 million. Lower. 7 million. 7 million. 30 million, which 30 is more million. than I thought they had. Yeah. 30 well. million. But not only is the NFL putting a wild card playoff game on a small network most people don't have, they're openly bragging about it on their commercials Saturday at 8 p.m. only on Peacock. Outkick.com says this is a test run for putting playoff games on pay-per-view. That's right. That's right. And, and it's also a test run to say people like me can go to hell. I mean, people, yeah, people who are no longer in the social media check your phone every nine minutes. I mean, there, there's a whole, there's a breaking point at some point of people in their 40s or whatever it is. And above that, guys like me are saying, now, wait a minute, I have to go get a whole new freaking network to watch a football game? Kiss my ass. How about that? I mean, and I'm angry about it. I mean, why should I have, I, I, you know, it's like, it's like Glenn Beck. Every freaking morning he says, oh, well, we're going to talk about uh, politics. But if you want to hear the real story, don't forget to sign up for Blaze TV. That's coming up tonight. That's my new TV. 
if you sign up for Blaze, you'll get all the real stuff. And now back to the lesser stuff here on the radio. I mean, it's, it's, it's freaking nice. unbelievable. I don't want to have to sign up for anything to watch. Something should be freaking available every day of my life until right now. This is the first time in my lifetime where I will not be able to watch a football playoff game on the NFL because they don't give a crap about the Kimmer or anybody like me. Simple as that. Yet, yet you, fa- you found, uh, what, the red zone? You found that. It's on cable. It's on, and so is The Chosen, by the way. I <laughs> so watch that because it's on cable. Ca- well, it's not on my cable. I, I, is, yeah, I, is it, it on is. my Comcast? You're paying five. You're paying five thousand dollars a month. Yeah, twenty-five, twenty-eight thousand a month now. Going up to twenty-eight thousand. It's going, it's going to forty-two thousand next month. It's going to go up again. The Comcast, right. you know, special. <laughs> the the Commanders have fired head coach Ron Rivera, who had like three winning seasons in thirteen. Boy, were they Wink after Martindale. him? <laughs> yeah. I, the fan Wink base. Martindale. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Sorry. Yeah. Wink Martindale has resigned as DC of the New York Giants. He's also stepping down as host of the game show Tic Tac Toe. So <laughs> I think this might be a, too, a different uh, wink there, in fact, sir. <laughs> different wink on different there. Different wink. On uh, college football's national championship tonight in Houston, Texas. Michigan favored over Washington. If the Wolverines win, expect head coach Jim Harbaugh to high tell it to the NFL before the NCAA catches up with them, likely ending up in L.A. with the Chargers, even though I would take him here. 24-7 Sports has already put out the lines for who will win the uh, title next season. Georgia is plus 480, Alabama 550. So those are the top two. And let's see. We got the 2024 College Football Hall of Fame class announced here at the Hall of Fame in Atlanta. And here's just a few of the players. Tim Couch, Warwick Dunn, Armonte Edwards, Larry Fitzgerald, Toby Gerhardt, Dan Hampton, Antonio Langham, Randy Moss, Julius Peppers, Dewey Selman, Alex Smith, and Kevin Smith are some of the players that will enter in. And coaches, Mark D'Antonio, who coached where? Oh, mercy. I don't know. Mississippi State. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Famous Ole Miss coach. <clears throat> Arkansas. Michigan famous State. Michigan State. Okay. Mich- oh, he's Michigan the one that got fired because of the girl thing. Wasn't that no. the guy who got fired? But that uh, who did the girl no. thing? He said he wanted to kiss her on the mouth no. or something. No, no, that was that was. The no, that was me. I forgot that was me. I, I wanted to kiss her on the mouth. That's right. That was me. And Frank Solich of the Cornholers is also getting into. <laughs> Again, you know, I, I never thought I would hear the day when I could hear you describe something like that on a public radio station. It's a game. Well, <laughs> you can buy it at Walmart. Not for the in kids. New England in the 1960s. It wasn't a game. I got to talk about it on the radio. <laughs> and finally, finally, Tiger Woods is ending his 27-year-old arrangement with Nike after 500 million dollars. One one golf fan said, "It's like my parents getting divorced all over." Again. Well, he's toast, and so what the heck. But still, he's their, their brand-name guy. I'm kind of amazed. Yeah. He, him and Michael Jordan yeah. made Nike. Yeah, they did. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hell, didn't a, a pair of Michael Jordan sneakers just go for like $150,000 or something in, in an auction? Mm-hmm. Also, I was reading that some people are upset with the new uh, Nike uh, uh, basketball shoes for some reason. They, really? They're disrespectful for somebody well, or they cost too much or something. I don't know. I have a pair of of '80s Michael Jordan's high tops. They're red and white. I wonder how much they're worth. I'll bet they're worth a bundle. But you could go on Google right now and find out. I bet I could. Outstanding. Good for you, sir. A uh, quick. Uh, oh, are we are we okay, there, founder? I got like two quick things. Uh, a couple of quick sports things here on this day in 1927. The Harlem Globetrotters played their first game in Hinckley, Illinois, 1927. Have you ever seen them in person? 
Oh I've, yeah, and they would come to yeah, Atlanta every yeah. March, and, and my dad would take me. It was for my birthday, me and my sister, and we'd have our birthdays. Where, where, was Meadowlark Lemon still with him, or was that after he retired? Yes. Yeah, and yes, Flounder, did you ever was. see Meadowlark Lemon and the boys? Uh, I saw the Globetrotters, if that's who's on the team, if that's who you're talking about. Yeah, well, if you saw Meadowlark no, Lemon, you know, you didn't see him, because Meadowlark no, was the guy. <laughs> anyway, uh, 532. Bernie Neal. Yeah, there's another one. Yeah, uh, five thirty-two. Can repeat and flounder. Let's go. Stay by. Stay by. How's it going? It's only me. It's only the Kimmer with Pete Davis and Flounder. 535 breaking news coming up here. This is Rush. Good work is the key to good fortune. Now, I wouldn't have known this. I, I couldn't identify Rush. I'll be darned. It doesn't sound like the people I remember hearing many years ago. 1979, Canadian rock band Rush named the country's official ambassadors of music by the Canadian government, eh? Industry sources estimate their total worldwide album sales at 42 million. Rush has been awarded 14 platinum and three multi-platinum albums in America and 17 platinum albums in Canada. Wow. Not too shabby. Hmm. Um, also, Elvis Presley's birthday, 1935, died in 1977. Um, and um, I'm going to get a kick out of saying this one, too. <clears throat> The woman who invented speed reading emblem went died today. She was 86 years old. <laughs> Sped writer. Speed. <laughs> the woman who invented speed reading Evelyn Wood died at the age 86. Chevy Chase did that joke know, too in the I know. 70s. Evelyn Wood uh, <laughs> invented speed reading and she died. And I remember I did it on the radio when it was 1995 when she died. And I remember doing it. <laughs> Evelyn Wood died at the age of speed reading. She was 86. <laughs> My dad was a speed reader. And, a, and had a, a photographic memory, basically. I mean, he could uh, he could read a book in 30 minutes, you know, and ju- and know everything in it. Just unbelievable. What a guy. Wish I were tenth, one-tenth the man he was, by the way, for the record. What uh, happened? I don't know what happened. It's a, a horrible story. Uh, also, on this day in history, have I got a, we got a news. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, no, wait a minute. I had my phone up here for the breaking news thing. Oh, I got it back. No, I didn't either. Uh, Flounder sent it to me, and now I don't have you it. You want me to read it? Uh, I got it. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Fulton D.A. Fannie Willis improperly hired an alleged romantic partner to prosecute Donald Trump and financially benefited from their relationship, according to a bombshell new court filing that argued the indictment was unconstitutional. Aha. Uh-huh. And uh, apparently uh, the defendant alleged that her special prosecutor, Nathan Wade, paid for lavish vacations he took with Fanny Chicken Liver Willis, the disgrace of uh, Fulton County, using the Fulton funds his law firm received to take her on lavish vacations. Calls for the entire DA office to be DQ'd from the case, taken off the case. Uh, the filing 
uh, doesn't have any proof connected to it except to say sources close to them both have confirmed they've had a long, ongoing personal relationship. Uh, a Willis spokesman uh, says the DA is obviously a liar and a hater and a white, a black supremacist, hates Donald Trump, would kill him if she had the chance, would have uh, set his body on fire if she was able to get away with it. Uh, those are the, some of the things that I believe. Uh, and so anyway, so there you go. So uh, she'll have to be taken off the case because she's a slimy, scummy hater and a vicious uh, Trump basher and has no business being involved in... Uh, Political, uh, uh, basically political assassination. Uh, speaking of political uh, things that didn't work out too well, 539 is our time. And on this day in 1992, a state dinner held at the Japanese prime minister's home was a delectable array of cold salmon with caviar, a clear soup with mushrooms, medallions of beef with pepper sauce, and passion fruit ice cream. Unfortunately, most of the meal landed down President George H.W. Bush's front as he puked at the dinner table after becoming suddenly and violently ill from the flu. The rest of his barf ended up in the lap of his host, who, cr who cradled the stricken president's head as he proceeded to puke and pass out. What was worse, while most people have the luxury of hurling in the privacy of their own homes, President Bush once projectile vomiting was captured on camera and endlessly replayed on television. Late night talk hosts feats feasted on the mortifying moment while a new word <laughs> a new word for throwing up entered the Japanese lexicon. Bushu Suru, which literally means to do the Bush thing. But it was the president himself who diffused the awkward diplomatic incident by barfing on his Japanese host with grace and humor. Quote, why don't you just roll me under the table, he said to the prime minister as he lay on the floor, and I'll sleep it off while you finish your dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and that was in 19, what did I say, 92 or something like that. Anyway, uh, 540 with a Kimber Pete and Flounder here. Uh, our number 404-741-1230 if you want to join us. Seven four one, one two three zero. The Falcon. Warning for the people. Yeah, a warning. Yes, sir. Batten down the hatches. It's starting to blow up here, and tomorrow it's supposed to be really nasty. Wind and rain coming down. Yeah. Uh, in fact, as I got a temperature thing, I know there was a storm coming. I don't know whether it's going to be a real cold one. I don't. Th I'm not sure it's going to be dipping into the. It was like 28 or something overnight, but it's been really pretty cold last couple of nights. Uh, anyway, it's going to be windy. Yep. All right. We'll keep you posted. If you have, uh, you know, things that are, you know, don't leave your pets outside, because if you do that, then they turn into, you know, hood ornaments. Uh, let's see. Uh, five. 41 with a Kim Repeat and Flounder. 404-741-1230. The Golden Globes last night, just... I tuned in for a few minutes to see what they were going to do with the opening, and this guy, Joe Coy. Joe Coy, a man who I've never heard of, was the worst host and opener of any show of any kind I've ever heard. It was just horrible. In fact, he was so bad, nobody was was clapping or laughing or anything. Just, you know, kind of the nervous sort of, let's give him a little something. Uh, but then he said when the crowd didn't respell, uh, respond, he berated the crowd. His own people who were listening to him, he said, oh, yo, I got the gig 10 days ago, okay? Yo, you want a perfect monologue? Yo, shut up. 
By the way, that's the same thing uh, that the winner of the monologue, uh, uh, new uh, brand new award, mo- the uh, uh, stand-up comedian award for the Golden Globes won. He says, yo, shut up. I wrote some of these, and those are the ones you're going to be laughing at. <laughs> God almighty. Uh, blaming other people there for his flubs? I mean, that's just, uh, God, talk about tacky. I mean, it was, it was cringeworthy. It was totally, totally horrible. Uh, he made a joke about, uh, in fact, do we have, I don't know, is, I, I, do we have the sound of this guy making the Taylor Swift joke? Is there, uh, I don't know. I forgot if you yes, had that we one. Do. Uh, here, here's what we said about the Taylor Swift comment, correctly. From the Golden Globes last night. Welcome back, and as you know, we came on after a football doubleheader. Uh, The big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL, on the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. I swear. There's just more to go to here. Sorry about that. Yeah. Well, Taylor Swift uh, remained straight-faced, taking a sip of her drink. And uh, she said, uh, some of the A-listers said, boy, if, if Taylor Swift glared like that at me on national television, I'd walk right out of there and leave the country. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Taylor Swift did cheer loudly as Emma Stone was awarded the Golden Globe for Best Performance by a Female Actor in a Motion Picture. And uh, Taylor Swift did a selfie with Barry star Bill Hader and uh, reunited with a longtime friend, Selena Gomez. They were all having a ball out there. Her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey, would, did not play in the Kansas City game uh, against the Chargers because uh, they'd already clinched a spot in the playoffs. And by the way, Pete, one more sports thing. Let me ask you about that. If Travis Kelsey had received as, as few as, I think, 16 yards of receiving in that game, he would have set another record for the most seasons in a row or the most seasons uh, 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 collecting more than a thousand yards in uh, your uh, receiving yards. And yet he said, uh, as I understand it, he said, the co- I, I wasn't the coach who kept him out, but afraid he'd get hurt or something. As I understand it, Travis Kelsey, uh, Kelsey said, well, you know, it's silly to go in for to try to get 16 yards for my own personal benefit. Uh, you know, what the heck will let other people play the game? And I don't want to sound like I'm all I want to do is try to go get a record. I don't know. Uh, do you have a yeah. comment on what? I, I, I mean, that yeah. sounds like a gentlemanly thing to do, and he didn't want to, you know, risk some for a lousy What's... for another personal accolade. So he's got what seven in a row instead yeah. of eight. Yeah. What's the big deal? Yeah. I mean, he had a chance to hurt himself when they already got their playoff spot and everything. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the right decision. Yeah, and I think it was. I think it was a humble one, and I think it was. It was probably the right thing to do, uh, especially since other guys would like to play. You know, I mean, it's still football. And you're doing it for a living, so I th- you know, I think I'm, I'm I'm okay with that. Um, uh, but let's see. Uh, and again, just we. I don't know if we have uh, worth playing the sound again, but Jim Gaffigan, the guy with the hot pockets, uh, the comedian guy, came on. <laughs> And he made a big, big show about saying, for the first time ever, we're going to have a category for stand-up comedian at the Golden Globes. And everyone going crazy, crazy. And then the stand-up comedian award went to uh, Ricky Gervais, who they hated and barely clapped for because he was the one who roasted him a few years ago. But but the big big one was, and we we started playing and stopped, if we could play that again, Flounder, was when he basically called them out as pedophiles there, everybody in the room. And the reaction... The Golden Globes. I mean, I... I can't even believe I'm in the entertainment industry. I can't. I, you know, it's so unlikely. I'm from a small town in Indiana. I'm not a pedophile. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you know, I just, 
<laughs> yeah, you got a little zapperoni there. Uh, anyway, when he announced the winner, Ricky Gervais, the crowd was half booze because he was going to roasted him in 2020 about being a bunch of pedophiles and supporting Jeffrey Epstein and all the guys. Anyway, I thought it was kind of ironic that he made a big deal about having the new category, and the guy they picked was the guy they hate, who hated them and made fun of them. So anyway, whatever. So all right. is that a, a, a phone call, Flounder, or are we just... Uh, we can take we, this call, absolutely. Well, when we come back, what do you want to do? Yeah, we'll get it when we come back. Okay, 546, Kim Repeat and Flounder, and another Flounder's Funny, I'll bet you, somewhere in there, and we'll have all kinds of stuff coming up here. All right, look out. Here we go. Stay by. <laughs> You better keep your head, little girl. I won't know where I am. The Beatles. You better run for your life if you can, little girl. Hide your head in the sand, little girl. Catch you with another man. That's the end, little girl. I haven't heard this song in, I'll bet you, 40 years. You said that the last time I played it. Uh, oh, it I said about the same song? <laughs> well, obviously that can't well, be I don't true. play it that often, but it's... But uh, I'm trying to think of the last time I heard this on the radio, even on uh, Sirius XM or something, and it's been, I'll bet since, it, probably like since the 70s. <laughs> anyway, uh, this day, uh, and how you doing? Give her Pete and Flounder, 551. Uh, 1966, the Beatles started a six-week run at number one in the album chart with Rubber Soul, their seventh U.S. chart topper. Went on to spend 56 weeks on the chart. Rubber Soul was the group's first release not to feature their name on the cover. This was the first album kind of where they started to take a different direction yep. from your Beatles to the yep. Beatles and, and the me Kimber and Pete. Yeah, 66. And, uh, but by 67, they were starting to do twangy thing with you, the sitars in 68 or something like that about that time. You, can you imagine a pop group coming out today with a song about, I'm going to kill you if you date another guy? <laughs> well, hell, Gary Puckett in the Union Gap, Lady Willpower, you know, give it up, baby. You know, I mean, I mean, come on. <laughs> you're a woman now. Young girl, you're a woman now. They can't do any yeah, of those that's songs. That's murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll kill you. Anyway, uh, the group started a three-week run at number one in the singles chart with We Can Work It Out, their 11th number one single. So that was kind of cool. Uh, quick uh, birthday thing. Um, R. Kelly is 57. Is he still in prison? I think he's still in prison, isn't he? I, I yeah, I'm pretty sure he'll be there for the rest of his and life. For a long time. Why? Long and time still, there's another charge, I think, still pending. Or And um, let's see. Oh, uh, uh, Robbie Krieger is 78. He's the guitar player for The Doors who wrote Light My Fire. I can imagine now he was sitting around saying, oh, I'm going to write a song. Oh, see, I want to make a really cool song. How about Light My Fire, Light My Fire, Light My Fire, Light My Fire. I think that's it. Hey, guys, I got a new song. Oh, sorry. Put a lot of effort into that one, I guess, probably. Uh, by the way, yes. by the way, that was written... Uh, that was his first song he ever wrote. And as he likes to say, it was all downhill from there. It was a huge <laughs> hit. But it was because Jim Morrison said, I write all the songs. You guys need to write some songs. And he goes, that was the first one I ever wrote. And I never came close to it. <laughs> well, that was, that's got to be the, one of the enormous hit for them, even though it was nothing. It was just the same thing over. Light my fire. Light my fire. I'm like, God. Anyway, whatever. I, I'm, they're better than I am. I'm sure it's not me. Uh, 19, I'm sorry, 18, 1835, the national debt was completely paid off under Andrew Jackson. 
we had a zero balance for the national debt in 1835, the first and only time ever. We've had There's uh, no, no national debt. No reason. Well, uh, it's been too much money. I mean, they just keep doing it. And now this new, apparently they have a new deal. I, I don't even want to talk about it. A, a new, uh, I, I got it here, and I, I think I threw away the story about they're coming up with a new deal now for the budget to avoid a government shutdown. And again, the Republicans are caving, and they'll, you know, the border security, stuff, they'll cave just like they always do. Bunch of freaking idiots. Uh, in fact, um, let's see if I got a story thing. I don't care. Real quick, we got yeah. uh, Trucker Joe wants to chat with you about smart TVs. Uh, excellent. Trucker Joe, you're on the radio, my friend. How's it going? Welcome. What's up? Hey, Kimmer. Uh, Trucker John, not Joe. But John, Trucker John. Bad, so that's, that's all right. That. That's that, 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 we abbreviated. That's all right. We just abbreviated. Yeah. <laughs> the J-O well, part. I only, I only, it's, it's J-O-N, so <laughs> well, I only see. have three well, we left like off Joe, here. So. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, just real quick. You know, I've got the same uh, Xfinity package you do. Mine slightly more than your twenty-eight thousand a month, but you know we're close. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, but but you should have the, uh, the the smart remote, and there's a button up at the top in the center that looks like a speaker. And if you hit that and just talk into it, all you got to do is say NFL playoff on Peacock. And it'll take you right. To I don't. It. I don't have a smart TV. I have. I have a, a fairly new TV, no, but it's not the upgrade. What, and I don't have the smart shock. remote thing. Well, in they, fact, Com- they, they've been you know been bugging me. I once I get I'll get a text every once in a while. You need to turn in your equipment and upgrade your equipment. Yeah, if I do that, I lose 150 hours of all the stuff I've got in my in my library. So well, I don't turn in. this like once your, a month. Take your remote in and tell them you want to. You want the smart remote. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, thanks, Sorry. Trucker John. I really appreciate he, it, man. He's not going to do any of that. I should probably do that. I, I'm not going to do it, but I should. Well, well it's just, I, I don't. You know, I just, I need a, I need a, I need a wife. I'm sorry. Uh, 5.55. Here we go. Uh, anyway, uh, that rocket that was going to take the remains of George. <laughs> Ow! Oh, God! You Ow! Send me a message next time. Jeez, the shot. Uh, what do you got in there, uh, Flounder? What's happening? All right, this is a little more of an edgy one. This is Shane Gillis. Oh, I like uh, Shane. So, uh, <laughs> here we go. Him talking about his uh, Navy SEALs. Oh, excellent. Uh-oh. This is something I'm dealing with. I just I recently found out that the girl I'm dating... Her ex is a Navy SEAL. <laughs> that sucks. That sucks, dude. That's the worst ex of all time. I spent my whole life thinking, black guy, worst case on this. <laughs> By the way, I mean that with all due respect to the black community, dude. For real. I wish people feared my <laughs> like that. <laughs> nah, dude. Navy SEAL. I do this thing. It's not a good thing, but whenever... Whenever I'm dating a girl, I always talk on her exes. And normally it's easy. Normally it's like, what's your ex do? He's a substitute teacher. It's weird he wants to hang out with kids. like, that bad. You know, like, this one's tough. This is a tough ex to make fun of. This one, I'm walking around the apartment all day, just... They're kind of if you really think about it. You know what I mean? Like using night vision, sneaking up on guys. That's a coward's way to fight, dude. You know who's actually brave? Al-Qaeda. That, that takes courage and bravery. Just in pajamas, throwing rocks at tanks. Zero military training, dude. Those guys, those dudes, they had one set of monkey bars. That's what they all trained on. <laughs> they were proud of the monkey bars. You remember that video? You've seen them using the monkey bars. They, were, they, they filmed themselves using the monkey bars and then sent that tape out to the world like, 
Not bad. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, and that Shane, Shane Gillis. Is that what you said? Yep, Shane, Gillis? Shane Gillis. Yeah, funny guy. Uh, 557 with a Kimmer Pete and a Flounder. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, this is in Missouri. At the Jefferson City Diocese, Father Ignacio Medina has been stripped of his hearing confessions and holding any church office and giving the uh, the holy uh, scriptures and stuff to any any public congregation because they caught him hitting on and soliciting sex from women in the confessional. He'd have them tell what they were doing, and then apparently, uh, boy, that sounds like fun, or I don't know. I mean, how do you, oh, my God, a priest. And they caught him hitting on the women and trying to conf- talk them into sex acts while they were confessing it, their sex acts. It's the same as why you can't hunt in a baited field. <laughs> It's really not fair to somebody. <laughs> oh, my God. Our Lady of the Lake. In Lake Ozark. Oh, by the way, <laughs> it all you know. It also says uh, he's still a priest, and he's gotten support. He's a retired priest now, so he's getting support, and they, it's free life. You know, uh, free care the rest of your life. You have the nuns come in and do your laundry for you, and they give you meals and everything. You just live in your little I, house, I, and that's all. You I have got a, car. a question. Yeah, I, I had no idea. Arthur Pendragon was from the Ozarks. King Arthur, the Lady of the Lake. The <laughs> lady of the Lake, that's right. He <laughs> pulled it out of the stone, and he was the king, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> anyway, and also, apparently the rocket that was going to take the remains, actually somebody, some billionaire, donated some hair follicles with the DNA of George Washington, John Kennedy, and most of the uh, late cast of Star Trek, and it's going to be on a rocket going into space forever. Although the rocket's got an issue, so we'll find out whether they're going to do it. But hey, more at that. Anyway, tomorrow we do it all over again. It's only Kimmer. Got to go. You're killing me. Pete and Flounder. <laughs> Look out. Herp. <laughs> Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloset.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 